All right. Hi, everybody. This is A7X Fan Ben here with God Mason and Xerox, and this is a very special episode number 31 of the Pirate CSG podcast, and we're calling it Unreleased and Unexpected because we are about to go over just over 40 essentially brand new game pieces for Pirate CSG that have almost never been seen before. So, and right before that, though, um, just a few little news things, or, well, big news that you probably already know about. Uh, miniature trading, unfortunately, is likely to be shutting down in late November, and I found this out in late August. I've been doing a bunch of stuff for it, and there's a link in the podcast description on YouTube already, actually, for the thread on miniature trading I made about that with all the details, and I've got a plan to kind of save the site to some extent, or at least save, like, the content on it, like the forums and whatnot. Um, or at least some of it. So I'm trying to optimize Pirates with Ben, my fan site. Um, and then you can see the thread on miniature trading for progress there. But the reason I mentioned that, obviously huge news and really, really horrible news, maybe the worst news the community has gotten in a really long time. But um, the, the reason we're doing this podcast is partly because of that, because I reached out to Wolf on Board Game Geek and messaged him asking him if he had any official spreadsheets from WizKids to help me build a master spreadsheet of all the sets and all the game pieces ever released and, you know, unreleased, like Return to Savage Shores and whatnot. And he did have them, so that helps a lot with the flavor text, and it helped to, to speed up the process of building the master spreadsheet, which is now done, and I'm going to release it uh, in spreadsheet form and the Google Sheet uh, once this podcast is out. And uh, basically, in the WizKids official documents, there were a bunch of things that I had never seen before and I wasn't expecting to find so and I messaged Wolf a little bit about it so it's really exciting so a lot of the documents from WizKids I'm going to release those as well and a lot of them are like pre-final um, kind of like draft spreadsheets and word documents of the sets before they became like the final public version so sometimes it doesn't have flavor text sometimes point costs are different but the most exciting thing that we're going to go over tonight are the game pieces that were never released and just kind of got lost in the shuffle or were kind of canceled in a way. So that's what we're going to be going over tonight. Um, how are you guys tonight, though, <laughs> despite miniature trading? Pretty yeah. good overall. Yeah. Nice. Disappointed about what looks like is going to happen to miniature trading, though. Yeah, I know. It's devastating. Yeah. I, uh... All right. Who knows? Maybe we'll figure out a backup form. Anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's what Ben's trying to do with his site. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm trying to make my fan site optimized, so it's a long process, but anyway, so it's, I know it's kind of weird, it's kind of, I've talked to Wolf about this on Board Game Geek briefly, it's kind of like this episode and the, the reveal of these unreleased game pieces is kind of like a, a ray of hope, <laughs> a ray of light almost, uh, in the dark <laughs> times, and it's kind of parallels what Wolf did with Return to Savage Shores, because he released that set um, on miniature trading gradually, uh, soon after the the card game was announced, that was you know flop, not very exciting for Pirates fans. So, anyways, it kind of parallels there. And then you may have seen my my poll I made um, about the different what what's true and what's false and stuff like that. So we could talk about that at the end once we've already seen all these. So I think uh, some of the answers to that poll will be kind of shocking. And that was modeled after something Wolf did uh, about Return to Savage Shores as well. So without further ado. I'm going to scroll down, and people can start to see the unreleased game pieces. So I guess we could go in the same order we've done in the past, like me, then God Mason, then Xerix, just to keep it simple. Um, so I'll start right. things off. And the first game piece is from Spanish Main. So this spreadsheet 
as you'll see once I release the documents, it was dated February 18th, 2004, and Spanish Main came wow. out in June, yeah, in June of that year. So this game piece and some of these are um, over 14 years old, basically. So it's like one of the early, or not necessarily early, but probably one of the early drafts of Spanish Main. So pretty crazy. All right, so the first nice. one is an English ship from Spanish Main, and it's called HMS Cordwainer. This is a 7.4 master <laughs> uh, with four cargo, L-move. Cannons are 2S, 3L, 3L, 2S. And when this ship is at full cargo capacity, her move is S. And you notice um, I didn't change the ability text for most of these. only need to fix a couple typos, but that's basically the ability of the Darkhawk 2. So, and that kind of explains the cost. Yeah. Um, so this would be the cheapest foremaster in the game by two points, because the cheapest least foremaster is nine points. There's a few of them. Um, so this would be, this immediately would catapult towards the top of the best English gunships in the game, because oh, yeah. it's not as extreme as the Darkhawk 2, which has eight cargo for ten points, which is totally overpowered. But I think this is similarly overpowered, because you can add a Captain Helmsman and another crew, and not even bump up against a limit. So then with the Captain Helmsman, oh, yeah. LS speed for just 12 points with good cannons, Captain and Helmsman. So this is really good and, quite frankly, too good, in my opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. probably why it wasn't released, because <laughs> this is this is in line with those crazy Darkhawk 2 numbers. Uh, the only real difference to me looks like, obviously, the cost and half the cargo. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. not quite as good as a you know, a hybrid, but this would be another great English gunship and a cheap one at that. She would probably compete with, <laughs> she would probably compete with HMS London because she's similar, but four points. Cheaper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this would compete with the London. This might just like, you know, completely uh, dwarf out the London in terms yeah. of pure effectiveness. Yeah, especially in small I mean, games. Uh, yeah. There's no way to get a Captain Helmsman and same action twice crew, I think, because that combination there is eight. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, a good point. So, yeah. unless, ooh, ooh, uh, this might be one of those places where a crew, a point reducer, might be interesting because there's enough cargo space. Yeah, but then you mm. run up against, then you decrease the speed with a fourth crew. That's the only problem there. True. Yeah. Then you move <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, YouTube stream here. Cazador is like thinking uh, running both the London and this with the yeah. Darkhawk too. To yeah, just make every, ruin everyone's day. Yep. <laughs> just throwing, like, you know, Hidden Cove. Ha ha! Yep. Wow. Any other thoughts? Or <laughs> it's just overpowered? <laughs> None yeah, for me. It's, yeah. it's pretty obvious why it was never released. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up is. weird, but I yeah. The next ship is another English foremaster. Also from Spanish Main, the majority of the ones that we're starting with come from Spanish Main. HMS Artigal, 8 points, 4 masts, 4 cargo, L-move, guns are 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S. This ship sinks when her last mast is removed. Another one that's just too good, and uh, it's a good thing that it was never released. This probably would have still been competitive at 9 or 10 points. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's a very good ship. Yeah, it's like the London. It was like the London might have started out as this and then became the London after they changed up the ability a little bit. We've got serviceable cannons, decent cargo, decent base move, good size, and that's a very uh, build-friendly point cost. I mean, yeah. just right off the bat, you could combo this with the aforementioned uh, Corey Wainer, and this one you could fit a Captain Helmsman same action twice crew onto, 
And you could run both of these guys to have like, you know, 24 points or somewhere 25 points, like half a build total. And you've got two very good gunships with uh, uh, the rest of your remaining build total to go toward, you know, like a souped up gold runner or two or three, depending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The article is uh, does remind me of the Castig a little yeah, bit. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. I have a feeling that the majority of these we're just going to have shocking reactions to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, you know, the ones from, uh, well, it's like the first ones here from Spanish Main, you know, like the bar setters. Yeah. Yeah. That's Back when they were just playing with what things should cost. Yeah, and I like, exactly. I think this should cost this because, you know, why the heck not? Yeah. 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 There's no, nothing to base it on. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, probably for- why there's so many odd point costs in Spanish Main. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot to mention, this is like the first time God Mason and Xerix have seen these. This is like a live reaction podcast, so it could be kind of shocking indeed. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of hard to contextualize them in my mind because we haven't recorded one of these in a bit. But yeah. some of the more egregious ones are still pretty obviously OP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because of how cheap they could be. <laughs> Speaking oh, of cheap uh what do you think of the next one all right uh moving on then now yeah we're good why not all right then all right that's me next up we have the hms intrepid uh eight point three masted uh ship with five cargo base move of l 4s 3l and 4s and no ability Uh, this is like um the carolina but i was gonna say that yeah i mean they even like you know recycled the name (laughs) yeah one more cargo slower and then one point more I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, but I would argue this would probably be the superior ship just because of, you know, existing uh, English crew options over American options. Yeah, um, maybe. Even I think, though it's slower, this is probably a far superior ship. I think I don't maybe. think I don't know about far superior. I think the Carolina is great for the Americans, especially as a gold runner. I could see this maybe as a hybrid if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Least. Yeah, it's a solid if ship. If you really wanted it to be a hybrid with two 4S guns, <laughs> well, it's not that good of one. Yeah. Well, unless you're, like, really lucky on those dice. Mm-hmm. And I've known yeah. people who are really lucky on those dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's always just down to luck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the Spanish... I mean, sorry. I don't know if the Intrepid would be uh, a Spanish ship, Casador. I mean, it kind of feels like it with that cargo. Yeah, I think it feels like um, it. Yeah. It kind of does. But also, if this had been in the game, then it would give the English, like, you know, a viable or, like, you know... Um, like a go-to gold runner, kind of like what the Banshees cry became. Like if yeah. you're building like a 40-point pure English fleet, this yeah. would be in there every yeah. single time. Yeah, just because of that point cost. It doesn't yeah. matter the size. Yeah. If you think that, you should see the original version of HMS Antelope. But we'll get to that oh, some man. other time. It's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, all right. I don't want to tease things too much. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so all right, this this next thing looks ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is where it gets. Uh, this is where it starts to get really fun. Well, the first one is fun too. But anyway. All right. So the next one is also would have been in Spanish Main another English common ship, HMS Ramsgate. So not like the fort. So now it's a ship. Before it w- would become a fort. So it's a four point two master, two cargo, S plus S move. Cannons are one S one S, which I love seeing. And the ability is this <laughs> yeah. ship. This ship cannot carry crew. 
which is kind of so ugly. Ben, it, all those historical costumes you made with, like, you know, the one S cannons. Oh, that's never reasonable. Wizards would never do yes, that. Yes, exactly. Well, they were thinking about it. <laughs> I know. Well, I know it was in the game from the first set. It would have been. It was like the first thing they did was like rank one cannons. I know. It's so well, like, yeah. justified. So I know. Yeah, like, if this had existed. Customs. Yeah, if this had existed, then, you know, the Endeavor would probably have one L cannons. Well, that, that's probably another, really cost another 30 points. Yeah, that's something that's I just... Yeah, that's something I just saw earlier tonight, too. I think um, I still have to release the actual documents, and I was thinking another podcast could be, like, changes, like, more minor changes rather than just new game pieces. But on that note, I think HMS Lord Eldranon, instead of her middle three two Ls, I think they were all one Ls. And I think there's some other ships. I think one of them one of them was weird. It was like El Dorado, the pirate ship. It might have been like 4S, 1L, 4S instead of 2L or something. It was really weird. So it's kind of jarring to see it. But I know it like That's it weird. gives me, it kind of validates me. It makes me feel better about my rank one cannons yeah. and historical customs for the most part. So. These kids thought about it, but they didn't yeah, the actually fact, do it. I'm going to be yeah, obnoxious yeah. and say that. Yeah. Okay, the I reason know, they probably they did, didn't is because if you include 1S cannons from the ground up, it means that there's never a possibility you'll miss unless, you know, like there's like some kind of extra force, like, you know, a canceler cancels out your captain or something. Or they would yeah. exist like, you know, in fringe cases. I think like, they might have... maybe they were thinking that this would be something like, you know, when the Nubian Prince first showed up, it was a completely brand new ability never seen. Yeah. And probably maybe shouldn't have reappeared on larger ships. Yeah. This might have been something they were thinking that. Okay, um, it can't carry crew. It's you know piddly and small. Ramming will take care of it. So let's give it the ability to never miss its shots when it shoots, assuming it gets shots in. Yeah, I think they might have done it also because um, they wanted cannons to be like boostable or whatever, um, or oh, yeah. bumpable. So they didn't want to. They might not have wanted all like all these rank one cannons because then the world hater crew they they went crazy with faction bonuses and world haters, which would be irrelevant because one always misses. So. Anyway, yeah. but onto the ship, um, I find it interesting that I'm pretty sure the Ramsgate Fort costs four gold, and this is a four-point ship, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> the, the ability really holds her back because you can't put a captain on and make her a cheapo little English gunship. That being said, I would probably use her as like an empty gold winner that has you know really accurate cannons for defense, and or in a big game, she would be a decent tugboat or just a ship to defend a fort with, things like that. So it's a good yeah. ship, just not not quite as good as some of the other, like, four- or three-point ships in the game. I'll be serious would eat her lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, put a captain know, on Algaceris, and you'll destroy this thing easily. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, the, yeah, the ability really holds it back yeah. uh, in terms of gameplay-wise. But this is, you know, an important ship because if this had been in there... The precedence that this would have set would probably have cleared the way later down the line for other larger ships uh, that didn't have that ability with 1S cannons. Maybe not, you know, all 1S, but, you know, yeah. imagine, like, you know, if, you know, the Cordwainer or the Article or the Intrepid, even if one of those cannons was a 1S, that meant it would always hit, you know, well, with their other stats so or whatever. Yeah. Okay, true enough. Yeah, if you roll almost one, always. But, no. Yeah. I do find it interesting. I'm not sure. Um, the English are lifted on, listed on the far left oh. of the Spanish main spreadsheet. Um, so I'm not sure if it would be really cool. As a side note, HMS Lord Eldrina is my favorite ship. And she was, I think she's the first one listed with rank one cannons. So it might have been the case where my favorite ship would have been the one to start like, <laughs> the rank one cannon trend, which I would have loved. Yeah, even more dangerous. I know, this would be great. All right, anyway. Yeah. 
Right. Kazaro is wondering if you could put or would you put equipment on this? It can't carry yeah. crew. It doesn't say anything about equipment. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, it doesn't Andrew say anything limited. about equipment because this was from <laughs> Spanish Maine. Yeah. Yeah, but equipment, you know, exists nowadays. So assuming that this got released, you know, in some way, shape, or form, this got released today or soon enough, you could put equipment on it. Maybe? Some of it I would, some of it I wouldn't. Uh, I would say double shot. Yeah, because be the rank good. is so good. Um, double shot and maybe exploding shot. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, no, that would fit with the point cost, but... I think, too. Because exploding shot, I believe, is three. Yeah, yeah. And double shot is one. Yeah, that so works. that's four points. Just don't ever roll the one on you know yeah. your shots, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good idea though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'd like to jump onto the very interesting next piece, if I may. Yeah. Go ahead. So. The next one is kind of a surprise to most people, I'd imagine, but not as much to me. This is an English fort that was originally planned for Spanish Maine. And that might sound kind of weird because forts were originally introduced at Crimson Coast. But if anybody remembers, there is a strange ship from Spanish Maine that did allude to forts. Yeah, the Windjammer. Windjammer, correct. Its ability was forts cannot hit this ship, which made absolutely no sense at launch for Spanish Maine. But there's no fort. Coast came out, it became relevant, I guess. This fort uh, was going to be a rare fort. Its name was Limehouse Cove. It was going to be five gold and have two 3L guns. Hmm. Its ability was when a ship docks here, you may repair all of her masts. Whoa. To me, all of them? Yeah, and because because of how picky the game's rules were about wording, I don't see anything in here about a repair action. So it sounds oh. like the second you dock there, ship's fixed. Yeah, that's kind of like the UT trees. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot oh, of well, no, I think trees only did one mass, didn't it? No, yeah, trees fully repairs your ship yeah. when you. Really? Yep. Well, yeah, the wording on trees is a bit, you know, more extensive. But there's like timing about revealing the treasure, etc., and so forth. Yeah. But you can instantly repair your ship, bring all the masts back into play. Yeah. That, oh man, Limehouse. Yeah, this is crazy. Like, it's really, it's weak in terms of defense, but then if you dock here even just once or twice in a game, you could get huge value out of it. So, yeah. This would be a game-breaking campaign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This would have to, like, you know, go up from five to maybe 20. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, or I would do... not using the campaign at all. Yeah. I think either banned or I like, like I've done with a lot of other things, I like having a cap on it, so maybe you can repair one mast automatically when you dock or something. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So when a another, Yeah, another thing would be um, with like wine. I think you can unload at forts, and then you could also have oh, custom abilities that let you dock at enemy forts, which you normally can't do because that could make oh, us yeah. crazy. Like a ten master getting all the mass back <laughs> when it docks. Okay. So when a ship docks here, um, okay, I know sea monsters got introduced in Davy Jones' Curse, and I forget the exact word uh, ruling for their ability, but can a sea monster like? touch an island yeah or like you know yeah, I mean, dog. Yeah, you, you can can't explore to load the treasure but yeah, you should be able to work that out yeah that should work and since it doesn't specify that you know it has to be a friendly ship well okay <laughs> i guess the part of the affordability is, is it only an english or a friendly ship can dock there uh you could use this then you know in junction with the english native canoes but yep. the sea monsters <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, or another practical. way to repair subs, maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. All right, I think we can move on to the next one, which is not right. part of the first faction. All right, we're moving on now. No more Englishmen. Time for some good old-fashioned pirates. Yar. It's too bad we weren't able to do this like you know two days ago on Talk Like a Pirate Day. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, was that two days ago? Yeah, nineteenth. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. We have a common pirate ship, the X Heil. Uh, seven points, three mass, two cargo, base move L, uh, three 4L cannons. And when this ship is pinned, you may kill a crewman on the ship that pinned you. Huh. All right. That's, that one's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's pretty solid. But I'm trying to think, because this sounds like an ability that's in the game, but I'm drawing a blank on what I've seen this on. Oh, the it's ability sort of, is a slightly different text. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Captain Jack Hawkins from Spanish Main. Yeah, it's ability. the inverse. It's instead of when you're rammed, it's when you're ramming. Yeah. Oh, so it's like the opposite of those like, mosquito ships, like the Glorious Treasure. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That is kind of bizarre, though. I mean, I purposely Weird. didn't fix it because I wanted to include the original ability text. Um, but yeah, that is, is strange there? because, like. Oh, no, there isn't. It doesn't really make that much sense. Um, yeah. It's really strange. Other than, like, you know, a suicide ship or something. A ship that pinned you. You know what? I uh, guess it's the this, same. This ship might have been from a, a uh, draft of the game where the rules were that when you were rammed, you were pinned. Yeah. Possibly. I think, no, I think, something like that. I think it's the same. I, think, I guess it's the same as the ability because it says when this ship is pinned, you may kill a criminal on the ship that pinned you. Which is a okay, ship that yeah. you did ram, so it's confusing. Yeah. It's good that they cleaned it up because this is more confusing yeah. than what we know about. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> I do like the ship though because it, it does seem like a suicide yeah. ship, and it's nice and cheap for a three master, so decent ship. Yeah. Not great, but decent. Kind of like a poor man's version of the Ballista in a way from the same set. Oh yeah, yeah. a Ballista. Yeah, I would take Ballista over this any day because yeah. Ballista is much much faster. Yeah, and bigger. Yep. Yeah, well, not by much. This is a three master. Well, maybe Still this bigger. became the Ballista. Because remember the Ballista's cannons? They're all four L's except for like the back one, which is a three X. Yes, yeah. That's true, and I'm pretty sure the Ballista has very little cargo as well. Yeah, yeah same cargo. Yeah. I mean, the Ballista's yeah. two points more. It's nine. It's got you know like a cleaned up version of that ability. Hmm. You know, I bet you're right. It's so Possibly. similar that. It's that's very possible it that they were adapted. Yeah, yeah that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, next one up. If hey, anybody, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. I, wait, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Ben, I believe that's uh, you. Yeah, you tackled the yeah next sorry, one I was looking up. at YouTube. Yep. Yeah, so the yeah. next one is a pirate it's rare crew too. called Blackfoot Bill. And a little trivia um, I think this crew was replaced by captain blackheart i'll have to check soon but ah. it's definitely they definitely did that right in my opinion because it's the this guy's book uh two cool. points and when this ship is damaged remove any crew member except this one instead of a mask so that's a really interesting ability that we've never seen before so a brand new ability from 2004 <laughs> february 2004 <laughs> um, yeah i know it's great maybe they came up with it in 2003 or something Crazy. Uh, this um, might have been like the proto version of the sack ability, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially because I'm pretty sure it turned into Blackheart. So, yeah, it's yeah. a cool ability. Um, it gets, I don't know, it kind of difficult in a hurry. It would be best on like really big ships with a lot of cargo and then like oarsmen around and 
crew you could afford yeah. to lose, but most gunships don't have a lot of crew they can afford to lose. Um, so it's decent. I'm glad it's pretty cheap. Um, I would try using it. Hopefully I will at some point. Um, but it, it's a little... Let's find a way to get this iffy. onto a treasure ship. Find a way to get him onto mm. a treasure ship like the Balhuan, using um, uh, okay, Warlord yeah. Cavendish to bring him on. Yeah. Two points that, you know, doesn't eat into the build a whole lot. Cavendish is also sim action twice. Uh, brings some oarsmen, you know? Yeah, as you normally that becomes would. pretty good. How does yeah. this interact, though, with uh, with cargo wreckers? When this ship is damaged, I wouldn't take that to mean when this ship would lose a mast. Yeah. Or, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. ramming or shoot action. So my yeah. uh, my imagination is taking it the direction of uh, cargo destroyers can do two per hit. Yeah, I would. Yeah, exactly. I would say one cargo and then one crew, but no masks. That's probably what would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alcazador just made that comment about yeah. the treasure ship too. Nice. Yeah, the treasure ships. <laughs> or you know the Zeus. I mean, um, then the Zeus doesn't have treasure ships, so you could use uh, uh, point reducers uh, to a certain degree, at least. To a small degree, because after the first oarsmen, they do take up space. Yeah. 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 That's unfortunate. But, yeah, there it is. Anyway, um, the next one up is an unreleased pirate fort. Again, this one is called The Devil's Throat. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Devil's Maw. That's Correct. like you know, the, uh, the yeah. other word um, for it. Yep. So I think this was sort of the prototype of it. This yeah. one would have cost two gold, had a trio of two L guns, and then... Its ability would have been, when a ship docks here, roll a d6. On a 5 or 6, this ship loses its next turn. That's weird. Yeah. And then yeah. It's like note. a little note. Yeah. Uh, why would you do that? rum trade. Yeah, That's rum why trade you're not getting the... your turn. Yeah. Why is the rum always gone? Yeah, so I, can, I can imagine <laughs> the flavor text would be something about rum making all the people drunk there. So. Hey, the yeah, rum out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one I find really cool and interesting i can't wait to use it because it's ridiculously cheap good armament not super strong only three cannons but still two l is great of course and then oh yeah the ability is three of them. really bizarre because you don't want to unload there you don't want to you don't want to repair there um mm -hmm. it's a weird one really cool though i think i like the trade-off between the cost and guns versus the negative ability i think it's really interesting yeah well, I mean, if you use this in a campaign game, maybe this isn't, like, you know, a front-line fort. Yeah, exactly. Like, on the front line of a battle. But this is, like, you know, the fort on the island closest to your home island. Yeah. Where it doesn't matter so much, you know, if a ship um, loses its next turn. Yeah. Or, you know, bring along a re-roller to intentionally re-roll the die to try to get, you know, not the five or six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this one's really cool. All right. All right, I think so, it's your turn. Me? I go yep. on for the next one. All right. Only three uh, pirate pieces covered from Spanish Maine. Now we're moving on to the Spanish. And, oh, this is interesting. This is a common ship, El Pulpo. Uh, ten, uh, almost said ten gold. Good grief. Uh, ten uh, point cost, four masts, six cargo, base move L, four S, three L, three L, four S, and no ability. Okay, what I find weird right off the bat here is that it's listed as common. Yeah. Since yeah, four that is an interesting ships one. are usually uncommon. Yeah, same oh, as the going back masters. up, looking at this, uh, it's the same as the uh, Cordwainer and the Artaboo. Yeah, yeah oh, it is. Yeah, I think that's Weird. why I emphasized common when I talked about the first one. Yep. Yeah, it is yeah, interesting. 
But this is like, you know, like, um, like, a, okay, because of the coin cost, I'm going to compare this, like, you know, Spanish Dover. All right. But it's up in the air as to which uh, would be the better ship overall. Yeah, yeah this one's really interesting. I like the thought of it as like a Spanish treasure galleon, kind of like some of the yeah. other ones we've seen, like the early large four masters. Yeah, the Julio del Sol. Yeah, yeah, this one's slow, but it has a lot of cargo for a pretty cheap yeah. cost. So this would be a great treasure hauler, especially in a large game when you can make a lot of trips and get a ton of coins back or resources yeah. or whatever. The other thing I find really interesting is that El Popo um, is that... Um, yeah, it's that two-master from exactly, Davy Joyce Cars, I think. Exactly, the Spanish ship it's, that does exist. So they really yeah. nerfed it. I, I, that ship is super boring and... Not, oh yeah, it's, it's like ten points plus one of boarding rolls, two point two cargo or three cargo and two mass. So I think yeah. they should have. I take this one, one over that one every day, man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really big downgrade. It kind of shows the reverse power creep too, even in David yeah. Jones Curse, the sixth set. So oh well. This, this one reminds me a lot of HMS Dover, but it's a Spanish take on the same. Mm-hmm. More cargo, but a little bit slower and poorer armament. Yep. Yeah, not as yeah, good yeah. as a hybrid. Cannons are but... serviceable enough to where if you wanted to, you could run this as a hybrid. Yeah, I probably do. You could, but, yeah. you know, um, it was like the basic tenets of like, um, or like the, the characteristics of the factions that was established was the Spanish were good at getting gold, the pirates had strong crew and reasonably poor ship selections in comparison to the other two, and the English had really good gunships, but suffered a little bit uh, in the gold department. Yeah, yeah. The Dover, I would say the Dover is a little better, definitely better multi-purpose. This one is maybe better as a gold runner, but mostly in the larger games, so you can make a lot of trips. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a cool one, no doubt. All right, I guess we'll move on to the next one. I don't know if this is Il Duce. Not sure if that's the pronunciation, but I want to guess Duce. Okay, cool. Uh, this is a Spanish uncommon ship. Also, would have been from Spanish main. It's a three-master, uncommon, uh, 11 points, three masts, four cargo, SS move, cannons are 2S, 3L, 2S, and if this ship has a captain, add plus one to the die roll for all cannon shots, which that ability text got changed slightly, um, but anyway, it's the same idea, so if you have a captain, plus one to cannon rolls. So this one is a solid gunship, and maybe a little bit of a hybrid, but more of a gunship, so not too exciting compared to some of the other ones that we've seen, but just a solid overall ship in general so good stats from almost across the board mm-hmm. yeah, yeah this is definitely one that would compete for the title of one of the better three masters in the game had it been released mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah uh good speed too considering yeah. that you know a lot of the ships from spanish main were like you know uh, a base move L or a base move S. There weren't that many ships. I mean, even right here in this little spreadsheet, I count, you know, three ships that have, like, a conjoined base move. Yeah. S plus point. something, or... So... Yeah, I got faster. This would be a pretty good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one overall. It was, like, the first one that got boosted overall. Cool. Yeah, it's not as exciting as the other ones, but still a yeah. good ship. All right. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, the uh, forerunner of the uh, world-hating ability there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up is another Spanish ship. This one's common. I believe its name, La Cazadora, reappeared later, or at least something similar did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, La Cazadora yeah, was... was a two-masted sloop from Revolution. Yep. Okay. Actually, the footnote here says, originally named El Corazon del Mur, 
that ship was later changed to the ship released in Spanish Main, and this ship was left behind. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the ship. Oh, that's dude. the note I added. So, and that that's okay. something that people will see as they if they want to go through all the original WizKids documents, they'll see kind of weird oddities like that. And then there's also some more of those coming up uh, later on. So, you know, and yeah, you can kind of see it's kind of similar to the Hora Zone Del Mar, which they changed the name as well to have, I guess, better Spanish. Um, so anyway, but yeah, you'll see some similarities as we go along. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, La Cazadora, as it would have appeared in Spanish main, would have been an 8.3 master, Three cargo, L move, and all two L guns. No ability. I think this hey. would have been a really good cheap warship. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in comparison of a gunship, this or uh, Il Dutz, or Duce, whatever. Mm. Which would be the better gunship between those two, just right there? I would say Il Duce because it's considerably yeah. faster and has more room for crew. Yeah. Okay. It just depends on the points you have available. So yeah, three points, might as well get the better one. But I do love the armament of the Cazador, though. I just love that. Mm-hmm. And, and the low guns. cost. Nothing else is particularly weak about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of, like, the Monte Cristo from Davy Jones' Curse, but maybe a little bit better, because that one's, like, 11 points. So, yeah. 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 Similar style. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Right. Do you want to take the next one, Zerex? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, Ethan, uh, on the YouTube. Um, we can clarify the Kraken rules, uh, either on Facebook or in the Discord. Yeah. Uh, and once Ben releases the spreadsheet, yeah, um, it should be, I think, publicly available. Ben will probably make a post on it on Facebook or Discord, mini trading, wherever. Or both. Where you can or download it. Yeah, yeah, you could. It's all in the description, so... You can yeah. just forget that, but of course, cool. yeah. so whatever. And then, yeah, like, he, be, uh, yeah, and then Cazador here, La Cazador, El Cazador del Pirata, and La Cazador Revolution would be a fun yeah. thing to use, exactly, know, would be fun. because none of them would violate the duplicates rule. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> moving on now, uh, next up for the Spanish common ship, La Vagabundo. Oh no, it's a vagabond, watch out. Uh, for 10 points, you get a 3 master with 3 cargo, base move L, 3S, 2L, 3S, and this ship cannot be shot at while docked. Hmm, interesting. Uh, this appeared, I think, probably, I don't know when this ability first appeared, but I know that the pirates got it on a 1 master in Revolution, the Coral. Yeah, yeah it might be on the first one, maybe. Oh. Yeah, so, if the Coral is the first ship to have that ability in the game then this would have been quite interesting if this had been released. Yeah. Because the easy workaround for, you know, the Coral is it's only got one mast. You could ram it to death. This, with three masts and decently armed cannons, uh, this would be much, much harder um, to get at, to attack, if you didn't have the first shot on it. Yeah. Or if you were unprepared or lazy. Uh, but it's just kind of in the middle ground, I'd say. Yeah. You know, the cannons are... Not very, very good, so it'd be like, you know, a second-ranked uh, gunship, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And there's not enough cargo or speed for it to be a really good gold runner, which yeah. is what, you know, that ability would best be used for. Exactly. So, and even in the unreleased stuff, Spain gets shafted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get a bunch of pieces, though, so... And they got some good stuff, and we'll see more. You'll see more later, so you might get excited uh, at some of the later Uh-oh. pieces, but anyway... Um, All right. Yeah, this one I find boring outside of the ability. The ability makes it interesting, but outside of that, it's quite average in every way. So it's solid, kind of a 
kind of a middling gunship that I would prefer to station at like a fort in a campaign game. But other than that, yeah, use it to guard the Devil's Throat. Don't yeah, mind if we like you know dock it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I did CG one with some ship, but yeah, it's kind of boring outside of the ability. So. Yeah, dock it there and lose your action. Yeah, no big yeah. deal. It's a ten point yeah, throwaway exactly. ship practically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah, so the next one is another Spanish ship from uh, Spanish Maine. This one would have been uncommon. And this one is La Maldición. And you'll notice this one is very similar to the Asesino de la Nave. And um, so it seems to be the original version of that ship. But because of the name and ability are different, I decided to include them. There's some other um, off cases. Should have talked about this at the beginning. But there's some other cases of this happening um, that I didn't include in these unreleased pieces. Because they were so similar that it wasn't really... It wasn't really new, so this is one of the ones that's the least new in a way. And there's a few coming up later on that are uh, very close to what we already know has been released. But anyway, so this one is a 12.3 Master, 4 Cargo, L-Move, all 2S cannons. And in a turn when this ship damages another ship, the damaged ship loses an extra mast. So instead of the Asesino with her cargo wrecking ability, it's got this interesting extra damage ability which is kind of cool. So it's almost kind of like a weird yeah. broadsides attack type thing where you could hit and then you get extra get extra damage. So and yeah, really useful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the polished version of this or the, I guess the downplayed version of this turned up later, you know, um, the fire and steel version of uh, Captain Mission or yeah. you know that ability. This could have been the root uh, yeah, of where that came yeah, from. That's a good point. Although yeah, sort of. This yeah. is worded weirdly. I know. But the way this is worded, as it's written, would this be better than, you know, what was released in regards to that ability, you think? Um, yeah, I think so, just because the, the one is a huge drawback on that, the newer ability. Ah, okay. But also, I find this interesting, because I, I didn't think of this when I first saw this one. Um, the best thing to do with this is to try to hit at least two ships per turn. Then you could hit, you know, if you hit three ships, you'd take out six masts. But if you hit one, oh, yeah, three, you, you could do that. You take hmm. out four maps. Yeah. So the more targets ram you have into do ship, that, yeah. the better it would be. Like, ram so, into ship A and hopefully yeah. win the ram therefore, which, you know, that's damage. Like, there's another mass, two gone. And then hopefully um, there's, like, you know, three other ships around you. So you <laughs> yeah, shoot hopefully. your first cannon at, you know, ship B. Hopefully it hits, two masks gone. Mm. Cannon number three hits, you know, ship C, another two masks. And then uh, the last one hits, shoots at ship D, and another one gone. Yeah. So that's, you know, wow. Mass total. That's yeah. yeah, clearly not been... what they intended, and yeah, no, that's yeah. probably ah. why... <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's probably, probably why they decided to get rolling later on when they did that. Yeah. I think this has a lot of potential. It's as like much a, more fun. This has a lot of potential as, like, a last blaze of glory ship to kind of send it into, like, an enemy squadron and, like, decimate them before you get sunk. Yeah. Um, or also... It's like the Leroy Jenkins games. ship right in, here, man. It's like, Leroy Jenkins! Yeah. Ah! Let's just go! <laughs> in, in campaign games, this would be awesome, too, because there's a lot of crowded battlefields, so there you'd have a ton of targets. So, in bigger games, this could be a really good gunship for the Spanish. Um, I'm kind of glad they changed it, though, because this ability is more abusable, sort of, than... Um, the Assassino, and I think about copying it to a 10 master could be pretty interesting as oh well. Oh boy. Because then you'd have a lot more targets to, you know, oh, yeah. more cannons to shoot and more area to cover. Yeah. So Yeah, and more area because this, as a free master, it's a, well, it's a mid sized ship, so it's not as yeah. large as the fibers. Yeah. This would be a rare um, but ship the lines where, of fire are still kind of limited. Yeah, this would be a rare ship where Master Gunner Rogelio Vasquez to make the, all the gun ranges <laughs> L would actually be decent. Then you could reach out and oh, try yeah. to get extra ships for the extra damage. So, better on bigger, 
you know, more cannons, but still, it'd be yeah. decent. So, with him, you know what I would copy this ability on? What? Um, okay, which which cursed submarine was more expensive? Was it the pyre or the locker? Yeah, pyre. Probably. Okay. Really was, the did the pyre have SS move or was it SL? Uh, I think the pyre has S plus S base move. Okay. No, it's just it's just L. Wait, really? Okay. Wait. Was the locker? Yeah, locker was just L. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but the uh, I think the pyre or the locker doesn't really matter. I would put Davy Jones on, copy this ability, and then put on a helmsman and make it a ram okay. sub that can knock out two in one, uh, wow. two in a single turn. Yeah, that'd be cool. Nice. Yeah, wouldn't be very fast, but it would be. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, All actually, right. no, Behemoth. If Behemoth got his hands on this, yeah, uh, the sea monster. That too. Interesting. Yeah. I've always yeah. thought of Behemoth as more of a novelty than anything. I really like it, but it's still, at the end of the day, a sea monster that can't repair. Yeah. Okay. For fair. all of its, for all of its uh, positives, it still carries that gigantic negative. Yeah, that's true. And it was also the only ship ever released to have the limit keyword. Fun fact. Well. Nifty. I don't know if that's going to change further down in the list, but um, well, <laughs> well, here maybe we add limit to like you know the cord waner or something. Yeah, <laughs> as a retroactive like you know fix. I was like, oh, can't abuse yeah. this or maldicion because this would be abusable. Yeah, true. So, yeah, the way it's written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way it's written is the way it's going to stay forever. <laughs> yep. Uh, unless we use it in Vassal or something like a. Like a special uh, scenario game or something. Yeah, I just do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> my thoughts exactly. All right, so who has the next one up? Is that me or... I think Mason. that's... Okay. Yeah. La Bella Fortuna is uh, unfortunately not a very interesting ship. You're looking at a three-point... Mm, maybe. Um, <laughs> a three-point two-master. Actually, yeah, okay. I, I can see another uh, another... Thing you can do is La Bella Fortuna, a Spanish common, three point, two master, two cargo, base move of S plus L, guns are both three S, ability is one, the ship is at full cargo capacity, her move is S. I say forget using cargo, use this as this is basically just an earlier version of El Alcaceras, but with slightly poorer armament. Yep. Yeah. 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 Very good little gunship. Great, close yeah. to a tug. Yeah. Yeah. Captain. This is close. close you want to be like, you know, Lucas really, really cheap, the uh, two-point Zuan. Yeah. Yeah, this is another great little gunship for the Spanish. Yeah, it's extremely yeah. similar to the other one. Yeah. Almost or like just, long. you know, flotilla tug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the Spanish did get two, uh, they did get flo- uh, two flotillas. So in theory, yeah. this plus the Algaceres plus those oh, yeah. two tugs. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good idea for a fleet challenge now. <laughs> Ooh, fleet challenge. Use unreleased pieces. Yeah, exactly. I want to do uh, that. Right. might get even, you know, less turnout. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, here so, we go. Uh, here we go. Oh, okay. My turn Ooh. now for... Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. All right. Final uh, piece from Spanish main here. The Spanish would have gotten a fort. Uh... Puerto Blanco. I guess they just reuse the name and change the ability. Yep. Okay, for 11 gold, you get two 5L cannons. Well, that sounds underwhelming, but here's the ability. When your ship docks at an island, on the next turn, place this fort. It now, it not, 
probably should read it now. Yeah. Acts mm-hmm. as a second home port. So I'm taking that to mean this thing, when you put it down, it would essentially mean you now have two home islands yeah. where ships could not be shot at. Yeah. Holy moly, why does this not have limit? Yeah, well, they didn't have <laughs> limits. Oh, so. uh, yeah. okay, that could be why. Okay, yeah. that explains, you know, in comparison to, like, you know, the other two forts that would have been released in the set, five gold, two gold, 11. This is, like, you know, more than the other two combined, yeah. and for good reason. Yeah, In exactly. fact, if this had been released, I think this would have been probably the most expensive fort. Yeah, oh, easily. Yeah, the most is, like, five, yeah. I think, so, yeah. And especially since Crazy. I don't see... Okay, since it's a fort, would it still uh, follow the fort rules, meaning you'd have to have 11 gold on your home island already? Yeah. Because the time I'm reading this is that I know, you can just dock, I... explore the island, and then plop down the fort out of nowhere. I know. That's... Without having to pay the 11 gold. Yeah, no, that's why it's so crazy, and that's why they must have, like, nixed it. It's totally overpowered. I would say, I would say definitely, in, like, the pirate code, it would definitely have to have the gold. Yeah. That would just be ridiculous, because then you're not even building anything. Like, it just magically appears for no no good reason, so, yeah. You know what I really wonder about this? What? What? How is Home Island rating affected by this? Do the two islands considered home ports have the same gold pool? Could you raid the oh original Home Island's gold pool by docking at this? Oh, that'd be bizarre. <laughs> that would be yeah. weird. That'd be crazy. I think it would probably be the same island, but then it would get weird because you could take gold out of Puerto Blanco used to build it. So then it'd be like, I think there's already a pirate food ruling that says the fort still stays um, in regards to wine and whatnot. But yeah, it gets weird in a hurry with this. And it's good that this never showed up. This would be really overpowered in campaign games too. It would be insane. Oh, yeah. Then you'd have a second launch point without hardly doing anything. The big downside is the armament is pathetic, but also it's extremely weak. So three hits and you take it out. And then that would be interesting because then you could have yeah. island gold that all of a sudden is like a wild island again. That would be interesting. Oh, yeah. I think this would yeah, be really so fun to play test, even in small games. Like it, it would be overpowered, but like between the cost and the how easy it would be to destroy, I think it would be really yeah. fun. So this one is just insane. Yeah. And this one is actually one of the ones I included in the poll and I'm not surprised. Yeah, and I didn't think this was a thing. <laughs> yeah, so because been... I figured it would have like, you know, some ability like, you know, oh, this one of the sports games can shoot again if it misses or yeah. something bland like that. Yeah. This yeah, is so... completely different. Yeah, so on the poll uh, yeah. training that has the most votes <laughs> so far. This one is for the most the one that's false, this one got the most votes, which under, is understandable. <laughs> more than twice. I guess we were wrong. Yeah, it's more than twice as expensive as the most expensive fort yeah. that does exist. And then two five L cannons. So that, without saying anything about the ability, it sounds completely preposterous. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but then yeah. again, it also sounds like the kind of silly thing whiz kids would have done. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the dark it's talk. got no ability, but it's got you know this the two five L cannons, but it costs eleven gold. Oh, because mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, or the idea of releasing a 20 master ship or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, looking at the stream here, uh, Casador says, since Puerto becomes a home island, Golanon is still basically on your home island. Okay. And uh, also, uh, if the island would stay as a second home island after the fort had been destroyed, yeah, that'd be uh, I assume it would probably go back to being a wild island. I agree. And I, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. You that know, would, I, would have to have this that. would... Uh, I think you guys sort of mentioned it, but you didn't really chase down the path of um, 
what technically happens to the game's win condition yeah, I thought about when, that now. when the fort is destroyed, and this is taken out of the uh, the player's possessed gold pool. Yep. I'm not I'm not perfectly sure if this could say reverse a win, hmm. but uh, I'd imagine in some niche situations you could um, win a game and then unwin the game somehow. Huh. I don't know if that would work because you'd still be playing to destroy it, but yeah, I think it would be really imperative to protect it because if you you oh, should yeah. house rule it to put 11 gold in it, and then you would automatically get the rest of the gold on the island goes into the four. Yeah. But then, yeah. you know, you want to protect that because then it could be more, much more valuable in your home island. A lot of times it almost be like a switch. That'd be crazy. It could be like a fake out move. So imagine if you had an enemy with home island raiders approaching your home island, you had 11 gold and you could just, you swing the gold to another island and then just, That's go it. <laughs> you could say, you could oh, say man. to help with my original, uh, home island. I don't even need it anymore. I'm just gonna go over here with eleven plus the wild island and just set up blackjack and hookers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a smoke and mirrors effect. That'd be crazy. That's actually a really interesting one. That would backfire cool. if uh, that could backfire really fast. But that would be a really interesting turn of uh, yeah. of a game. Wow. Yeah, I can't so, wait. This is this is definitely one of the most interesting of all yeah. the, these like forty plus. Yeah. Definitely. So. So yeah. now, Ben, the campaign game ramifications. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Is this no, just I, straight up banned, or? <laughs> I would say. Like... I would say probably. I would say it would be a combination of again, like needing the gold once you dock. Like it can't just magically appear. But then beyond that, I think it would fall under like launch points. So a lot of times we'll have like port upgrades will be fifty gold. Oh, yeah. So. In order to have this ability work immediately, I think you'd have to just build it at sixty-one gold or whatever you're using as the yeah. as the total. So it's, just, it's too OP. So yeah. and then it, it, if you did, if you didn't make that house roll, you know this would be like the number one target, like automatically by like all players, and they would probably hate you. So it could, you know, it could oh. backfire. So well, that's through the Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm thinking. You know, I would have loved to have this. You know, for the summer game we just played, because I was playing as the Spanish. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think we're about to move on to uh, Revolutions, unreleased yeah. items, aren't we? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Completely skipping over Crimson Coast. Huh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, there weren't any uh, unreleased stuff from that. But part of that, and I could have mentioned this at the beginning, there's so many things to mention. It was just so overwhelming, the amount of stuff. But... Um, but yeah, with the, with the documents that Wolf, uh, sent to me or shared with me, a lot of them, I think Crimson Coast was one of the sets where only the final version of the spreadsheet, I believe was shared. So like not all the sets even have like, you know, draft versions. So we got lucky in the fact that Spanish Maine had like a February 04 draft with all this crazy stuff in it, but Crimson Coast, yeah. I don't know if there, there were probably other drafts. Maybe there is unreleased stuff from Crimson Coast that will stay completely unknown forever but anyway so on to revolution we've got a pirate two master it's a blockade runner ship type it's an uncommon ship called the triton's fury it's nine points two masts five cargo l move cannons are 5s 5s and this ship cannot sink it can be scuttled which we only saw once in the regular game with uh, la rue publique from Barbary Coast a Spanish uh, blockade runner, mm. uh, or French I, I thought it was French yeah French sorry mm. Yeah, I'm getting the names messed up. Um, right. But yeah, so this one I find really interesting as like a defensive slow gold runner because the guns aren't good enough to be a hybrid. 
So I would put a, a, a helmsman, maybe an explorer of some kind or whatever, and then just send it out and uh, you just be invincible and just run gold at your own leisure. And oarsman would be a, would be key for this. Yeah, absolutely. To prevent it yeah. from being captured. Yep. I'd say helmsman oarsman is what you'd want. Yeah. Although I wonder how else this can be. Hmm. Okay. Oh, no. All right. So you couldn't really copy this ability turn by turn with, say, Davy Jones or Behemoth because they technically have to repick each turn. Yeah. So this doesn't you really could have choose any... this every single time. Well, I, I don't think... I don't think the ability, the copying ability, I think it resets at the beginning of your turn. Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay. So it would work on ships, but it wouldn't work on Behemoth. Well. I think it could. Okay, oh, be, right. <laughs> that sounds like a headache. Well, it couldn't because if... All right, let's say you pick this ability, you get all the segments shot off. Um, the, technically, you have to well, register the segment sunk. less. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so sea monsters are eliminated, not sunk. Okay, so this would be like one of those abilities <laughs> that Behemoth couldn't benefit from, but whatever ship Jones is on would. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but how expensive is La Republique? Seven. The ship that... Mm. Seven. Okay. So this... Okay. Yeah, this, you'd be much better off going with uh, Republique at two points cheaper than this. Yeah, for copying. Although yeah. this, because it's pirate, you could get uh, some wonky crew setups on this. Yeah, definitely. That'd because be this, fun. I think, has much, much, much more cargo yeah, than Republic the Republique, is which has, like, you know... Two cargo for S move and then two S cannons, so it's much better little gunship like Dreadnought, tiny Dreadnought. But this one is really interesting as a gold runner, I think. So. Okay, oh, yeah. question. Because I'm looking yep. at that five cargo space and I'm thinking, all right, time to bring on Jonah. Let's have fun. Okay, <laughs> okay question here. Um, how does explosives work? What specifically does the text say? Because uh, could you use explosives and or Nemo's plans with this? Yeah, let's go see. I'm going to go to the Revolution tab here in the Master's Search and then scroll down to the UTs. So we'll see um, what it says here. Sometimes the spreadsheet's a little slow just because there's so many tabs because I did the yeah. unlimited versions and all that um, to be as comprehensive as possible. Explosive mm -hmm. says, load the surge and down when the ship rams or pins a ship. Roll a d6 on a result of 4 to 6. Both ships sink. So it should work. Remove hmm. explosives from the game. So in theory, Triton's Fury... If you had Nemo's plans and explosives, you could infinitely ram and yep. blow up other ships. You could sink them, <laughs> but you could not be sunk. Yep. Um, oh, man. Yeah, you would have... Uh, that sounds see. like, you know, the closest thing to a nuke you get in Pirates. Yeah. yeah, point, is, yeah. It, is explosives loaded face down or face up? Uh, yeah, it said face down. Yep. Face, face down. down. Okay, so it would take up space then. Um, so you would need, I think, an oarsman, a helmsman... Would you need uh, some kind of simulation twice? Yeah, get this yeah sat. Yeah. Uh, wait, uh, is Nemo's plans loaded face up? Um, uh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, it is. Yeah, I'll make okay. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that gives you four spaces. I would say oarsman, calico cat, um, helmsman, and shipwright. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because you'd uh, want to repair your masts so you can uh, have oh, yeah. them all put back. Yeah. yeah. A reroller would be ideal, but the hurry, you just use the same action to repair one or something, and then move or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I like yeah. how I like how after the explosives you wouldn't be pins. Then if you had like same action twice or whatever, you could <laughs> ship and sink another on the same turn. 
and Nemo's and is, even is go back and try to do it on the same yeah. ship. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's <laughs> if you evil. Failed, it's like, well. Uh, yeah, Nemo's plans is loaded face up. So. Yep. Yeah. So in theory, Triton's Fury can actually be gamed, even though it's. Wait. You should wait. Does La Republic have almost the exact same text? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. think, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So La Republic could be turned into a slightly less effective version of this, maybe, or is its cargo inadequate? The, the cargo on, I think, Republic is extraordinarily inadequate. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's some kind of like custom crew combo who's a like captain, same action, and re-roll or something silly like that. Yeah, it's still fit. You'd have to be really slow, so it's only SB and then only two cargo, so you'd have like the UT and a Helmsman or Zman, so, or both UT. Yeah, Helmsman or Zman. Um, I, I did also realize that if you could, I think, work Runes of Thor, I think it was, into this, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even need to roll. Yeah, good point. Oh. <laughs> you could just, every single time, instantly ram and sink a ship. Yeah, and you, I think, if you had Runes of Thor on this same ship, there would be enough cargo to make that work. Because yeah. Calico, uh, the Helmsman, those take up two. The face-down UTs take up yeah. another two. The yeah. Oarsman doesn't, and Nemo's plans doesn't. Nice. And you're still, I think, well under the point limit. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is insane. I'm looking at the so next far, one up. <laughs> so f- Trans Fury, I'm really surprised that the most game-breaking thing we've looked at so far, and it's... Really? Not the Fort right above it? It's a two-master <laughs> with five S guns. Yeah, I don't think it's. Ah, you're not shooting with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Then uh, the Banshee's cry breaks the game, and it's got a five S cannon. Yeah. True. Uh, although I'd say Puerto Blanco is limited because uh, it's only got two guns, and you can destroy it pretty easily. Yeah. I think. Yeah, good. but it's the second home island. Yeah. The Cordwainer is looking good too, so let's not forget her. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. English. Yeah, but the Cordwainer could be destroyed by the Triton's Fury with explosives, Nemo's plans. I know, but you're not going to get sword. that. That's so hard to put together that combo. That's the thing. It's really I don't care. Thing. I like the idea. <laughs> <laughs> you have right. to go like very specific about how you set things up. Yeah, yeah. I mostly think that Fury is like uh, like a defensive gold runner, but I'm glad you guys brought that up because that is a really insane combo. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Nice. Alright, All right, let's see. I think the next one is mine to start, isn't it? Yep. I believe so, yes. Okay. We're looking at another pirate piece here from Revolution. This is a common fort. Smuggler's End. Three gold. Its guns are 3S, 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 4L, 4L. The ability reads, roll a d6 when this fort is attacked. The result is the amount of musketeers with 3S attack rating that help defend the fort for this attack. You must defeat all of the musketeers before you destroy any cannons. Musketeers that are not defeated leave after combat. Okay, so this is... How the would you get rid of the musketeers? Would you shoot them? This is, um... Dang, what's the name of that French fort? The Paradis. Uh, Paradis de la Mer? This okay, like so, yeah. so real quick, so basically the ability name um, from WizKids says uh, Local Populous, oh, and in the same spreadsheet, Paradise originally had this ability before it was changed. So. Okay, so this was the prototype Paradis de la Mer. Yeah, well, yeah, well, the original, Paradise was also in the set, but this, the, the yeah. parents would have gotten a similar fort. Yep. Although this doesn't really make any sense to me, because, okay, <laughs> when this is attacked, as in, I'm assuming, when it's shot at, yeah. but... It says uh, musketeers then uh, that are not defeated leave after combat. Um, they They're never really outline. They need to go drink rum. Well, hold on. 
uh, with kids never really, you know, outlined the scenario that is combat in the rules. So technically, yeah. um, the musketeers would probably disappear after the shoot action is done. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah. So this yeah. base, so this effectively is parody de la mer, but a little bit cheaper. Yeah, it's very similar. It's really well, yeah. confusing. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't really understand the point. It's not of, really thought out. Yeah, exactly. I don't see the point of having the musketeers be armed with these three S. You know, the, the regular cannons they have if they're not going to be able to shoot back anyway. So there'd have to be I a pirate think... code ruling on either shooting back or whether or not the musketeers leave after every shoot action. So then it would reset during the turn or at the end of you know your opponent's turns before it becomes your turn. So. I think the idea they had uh, was that it was supposed to uh, to be that you could actually use the musketeers as part of the engagement, yeah. but then they probably realized that they'd have to add a ton of really strange stuff to the rule book in order to make this work, and I'm guessing that's why it was scrapped. Yep. And the fact that it's cheaper than Parody de la Mer and even more broken. Yeah. yeah. Or that's just why they changed the ability to what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what that it came later on. Yeah, yeah, this thing is just too much of a mess to ever release. Yeah, well, this mess. does imply, you know, uh, the thought of they were maybe thinking about return fire. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe. Yeah, nice. Oh, that'd be. Or they, like, you know, would have had it like you know the game would have been much much more segmented where it's like, you know, like some kind of like you know a combat action where you got to use captains and cannons and stuff. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah somebody did it. They did that for the Star Wars game. Yeah. It was like, you know, a combat action. But the Star Wars game has tons of issues with it, mostly uh-huh. based on the abilities uh, of the miniatures. Yeah, somebody released mm-hmm. a simultaneous turns uh, alternative rule set on Board Game Geek that does that. Like, everybody takes their move actions and then they take shoot or whatever, stuff like that. So, yeah. It's an interesting house rule, but it changes a ton of stuff. So. I think it's really yeah. interesting, though. It would be fun to playtest this with different, like, house rules on when the musketeers leave or whether they can shoot back and stuff, but probably have to, like, double the cost at least. So, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah another, another really interesting game piece. This is, like, three in a row, that are, or even four, that are pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, just three, three, because four would have implied the Bella Fortuna was interesting. Yeah. Uh, true. <laughs> yeah, almost like a reverse clone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Next up. Okay, uh, we have an English Uncommon ship, uh, HMS Cascade, a uh, blockade runner type uh, thing. 12 points, 2 masts, uh, 4 cargo, I believe, uh, base move L, 2L, 2S, and this ship eliminates 2 masts with 1 hit. So, nothing completely new. Um, Didn't we see something like this in Frozen North? Uh, I don't know about Frozen North exactly. Yeah, a bunch of factions have two masters with this ability. USS Superior only has one cargo, so it's far inferior. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen similar things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was accidental. That was pun unintended, actually. (laughs) For real, though. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, this one is solid. Um, It's a lot to pay for two masts, but, you know, between the cargo, cannons, and ability, it's it's one of the better support gunships. It packs a lot of punch. But obviously, pretty pretty pricey. Yeah, I don't know. To me, this is like by the time they were drafting this, HMS London was already in packs. <laughs> I mean, and you, and you also had the Lester too, with you yeah. know, albeit worse cannons, 
but much bigger. And the London is one point cheaper, two mass larger, faster, and has more guns. So it's effectively got the same firepower, a lower cost, and a faster move and more uh, more durability. Yeah. And the reason why this wasn't released is because it, they realized, wait, this is not good. Yeah, too bad they didn't yeah, realize that. Kind for, of that's yeah. after Davy Jones' curse. They totally forgot about that for Fire and Steel. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, wait, what if Fire and Steel was just them going, uh, what was left over that looks vaguely usable from yeah. the past <laughs> Probably. Fire and that Steel sounds, was just... That sounds about Fire right. Fire and Steel is where all the bad ideas went. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. All right, <laughs> we've got these really like cool-looking ships. We've got a flamethrower and these little blade things that come out of the side. What else can we do? I know, let's go see. Is there anything we didn't use for review yeah. things? Brilliant! I know, I wish they had done Triton's Fury instead of, you know, the Antimasia. <laughs> oh, yeah, <man. laughs> Antimasia. Yeah. Oh. All right, or, hey, so... maybe, let's bring back the forts. Yeah. There's only, like, you oh. know, seven of them in the entire game. Yeah, and there's... Bring yeah. Back the I know, that's... They're more unreleased than released. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll I can't remember. Well, just looking at this list, there's, like, you know, like... Yeah, well, that's the thing. Seven of them or something. Yeah, it gets more intense because basically, as I, I don't know if I said this on the forum, but everybody, all the factions got an extra fort in Revolution, so instead of every faction getting one, they were all going to get two, which I would have loved, but oh well. Oh, yeah. But now we can play with them, so yay. (laughs) All right, Mm -hmm. speaking of forts, the next one is an English common fort from Revolution. This one is Port George, two gold. It has five cannons. All of them are 4S. And you may give this fort a repair action. It may only repair one cannon per turn. So that's cool. That's a house rule I've done with if you put a ship right inside a fort in like a campaign game, you can repair um, a flag or, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I'd say this one is interesting. It's kind of it's kind of weak. It's it's not very offensive. It's a very defensive fort because it, it'll last yeah. a while, especially with the repairing, and it's only two gold. So it's a good place to stash your gold, but it's not going to be... It's not like the other English forts like Ramsgate and um, Fort Brompton where they're much more offensively oriented. But for the two gold, this is still a pretty good fort, I think. Yeah, I guess it'll last a while. I thought of... You were talking about putting a ship right in a fort. I thought of something similar, uh, like fort-exclusive crew that could be like one point and effectively do the same thing as this, but... I think I've done that with a few customs lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, although to me, the problem is this is a lot of inaccurate short range guns. It would yeah. be sort of a roadblock, uh, speed bump, but not much more. Yeah. Speed bump. Yeah. Cause ships can yeah. easily park outside range and just hit it with L range cannon. Yeah. Just yeah. blink away at it. Yeah. Or, or know, forts uh, cannot hit it. with an S or all that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, or bring one of those, um, extended range snipers like the L Neptuno or just, you know, an extended range ship up the front. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Motilla. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. And I think it's interesting that it's like kind of the opposite of the other English forts. Yeah. But and yeah, for the very cheap costs, we've already seen two forts that cost only two gold, which is super cheap and kinda crazy on yeah. its own. I think that's almost overpowered by itself, just the cost, because we've seen high paying Fort Frenzy dominate in some competitive games where jeepers, if, yeah. you, if you lock up um, a lot of gold in forts and your opponent doesn't have enough firepower to take them out you can just kind of outlast them and just win based on building forts so yeah, yeah I mean, so along that forts. train of thought imagine if you found a way to get you know puerto blanco into the fort frenzy 
Yeah, Look, I've got a second home island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think two gold forts are kind of uh, a risky proposition. I think that gets too low. I think three could be a solid minimum. But anyway. Mm-hmm. In that case, you could bump all the guns to 4L and make it more interesting as well. Yeah, you could. All right. All right. Um, next up is a... It's my turn now, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's another fort. Yeah. Another fort, this one being Spanish. This is Ile de los Changos, which translates as Isle of the Monkeys. Now, this fort has... Well, all right, so it got... I'm having spreadsheet troubles. It costs three gold. It has a trio of 4S guns and a trio of 4L guns. This fort gets plus one to its cannon rolls when a ship is docked at it. This reminds me of two other forts, but I can't quite place which ones. Thompson's Island. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, this more or less exactly. Yeah, yeah although Thompson's um, Island, I think, has five minutes and not six. Yeah. Yeah, Thompson's Island is smaller and more expensive. But it's got like pretty much this ability, and I don't think there's another fort that has this ability. I I could be wrong. I think, I think it's Fort Brompton has the same one, basically. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I would definitely want to station something here. Um, I think uh, La Vagabundo would be a good option actually. Then you can't. That one oh, could provide extra yeah. firepower. Then yeah. have, Man, this is Spanish too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because then you'd have a total of nine cannons in the same area, all firing at at least rank three, if not slightly better for a few. So decent. you know what else I would want to yeah. do? It's pretty good I would want to get El Neptuno with the version of Bianco's Hollers that disallow shooting in something yeah. while docked, yeah. and then dock that here, and then you'd have a total of eight 4L guns, some of them with the option to, to double range. Yeah, that's a good Plus one Plus the 4S guns. Nice. Not very accurate, but, I mean, when you're making that many die rolls, you're bound to get a couple fives and sixes. Oh, like yeah. That. One thing about that that I find really interesting, I haven't done it a lot yet, but with the Neptuno, you could move away and redock on the same turn to get better positioning and also allow the fort yeah. to have better um, ranges or better you know lines of fire or whatever. And then, you know, the, the, the Monkey Island would have 3L, essentially, as long as you kept the Neptuno dock there. So. Oh, wait idea. a minute. You know what? This might be a reference to... Wasn't there a, a point-and-click game, Secret of Monkey Island? Um, I don't remember that. Something like that? I think Wolf knows about some Monkey Island board game, but I don't remember what it's called. Wait, no, no. I'm going to look this up, because I swear this is... Uh, a reference to something. Yeah. Wolf said... Could be a foreshadowing of um, the sea monkey from Davy Jones' Curse. (laughs) Who became monkeys? Yeah, Yeah, no, Monkey Island was a uh, series of point-and-click adventure games that... Oh, they were made by LucasArts in 1990. Strange. Anyway, yeah, so this seems to me like a reference. Nice. Yeah, Wolf actually said there's another ship later on that's a reference, but... um, Anyway... We'll see that later. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So next. I get the more difficult to pronounce one, perhaps. All right. Uh, third fort in a row here now. Uh, we got the French one. Common. Uh, Port à Louis, I believe, is uh way to say it. For three gold, you get uh, two, two S cannons and three 3 cannons. Once per turn, one of this fort's cannons may shoot again if it misses. So built-in cannoneer kind of thing. Oh, uh, I mean, this has, I think this showed up on another Ford. Um, I'm trying yes. to remember which one. I think it was Spanish one. Yeah. yeah, that. 
This one's pretty interesting. I think it's yeah, really good. I think it's cheaper. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, this one's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's the same cannons as the Devil's Maw, I believe, and it's got a great. Oh, yeah. It's got a nice ability for the L cannons, especially. So for just three gold, I think this is a great deal for the French. Yeah, I think it's pretty decent. Support. Yeah. Nice. It's not going to sway you over, say, Perdi de la Mer. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's still very viable yeah. on its own. It's oh, yeah. than Pierre, this is like you know yeah. a very uh, gold friendly um, fort piece you could use if you were looking to like you know save points or like something where save gold didn't want to put too much you know out there at risk on an island. Yeah, like this yeah. is something you could do because like these three right here in general, they're all decently large for a fort, yeah. and they're all pretty cheap. Yeah, so you know you could probably build these you know. Uh, depending upon how you uh, divvied out actions and whatnot, if you got uh, lucky and had quick ships, you could probably build all of these like, within the first turn of a game because of how cheap they are. Like, you know, high-paying Fort Frenzy. Yeah, well, that'd be tough with the teleporting gold, but yeah, maybe. Um, well, perhaps, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'll move on to the next one, which is an American ship. This is also from Revolution uncommon ship and it's the freedom so you may recognize the name freedom! it's a ship that actually was released in revolution and like my note says uh this was before a complete redesign and swapping names to become the yankee so this is like the original freedom the other ship and you'll recognize the speed and the cannons are the same as the yankee but anyway but so the original freedom before it became the yankee is 14 points four masts six cargo SS move, cannons are 4L, 4L, 4S, 4S, and schooner ability, and this ship ignores the first hit she takes each turn as long as she has all of her mass. So this one, I wish they had kept this as the Yankee. I know, it's great. Yeah, this is way this, more interesting than the Yankee yeah. as it was released. Yeah, the Yankee is two points cheaper with a worse ability and four cargo and is a really boring ship in my opinion. This one is a fantastic yeah. gold runner for the Americans. Defensive ability, six cargo, great speed, at least for a gold runner, a large one. So oh, yeah. this is a this is probably better. Well, it's definitely better than the Yankee. You could make a case at least that it's better than um, the the Freedom, which is a pretty solid ship in her own right. So this one is great, and I wish so, they had kept it. I'd even say this is hypothetically. Um, I'd even say this is hypothetically hybrid territory. I don't like four rank <laughs> guns, but if you do find a cannon booster of some kind, you could, in theory, use this as a hybrid. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough ship. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a a super upgrade of the Carolina. That's like similar, oh, yeah. kind of twice the cost, but you get you know more cargo, same speed, and then you got a disability. So anyway, yeah, yeah I agree great. with uh, Casador here. This would probably be one of the best uh, uh, gold winners for the U.S. Yeah, in absolutely. the game. Yeah. Uh, so now this came out in Revolution, and if it had not been redesigned. Comparing this to the Louisiana, which was also from the same set, yeah. the Louisiana is a point more, I think. Point, but not trades cheaper. S plus L speed. Uh, she's 13. Um, for, oh, really? Louisiana's cheaper? Yeah, 13 points, 5 cargo oh, yeah. SS move. Better cannons, though. Better hybrid, but uh, not as good S plus for S? running. Oh, okay. Yeah. So which would be the better, like, you know, uh, ship then? This or the Louisiana? That's tough. It reminds me of um, the Popo versus the... Uh, the Dover, because I think the the Louisiana would be a better um, hybrid and especially gunship, but the Freedom would be great as a gold runner. So tough. 
I think the, the this freedom would be more valuable overall because they don't have many great gold yeah. Picks, So, yeah. yeah. I know I value my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Batman. You know how I'm going to defend my freedom? With the, By sticking with... military installations in foreign countries like Fort St. Philip. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, is a, come. Mm-hmm, which is an American common fourth it's never released it would have cost four gold and its guns would have been a trio of 3S and then a trio of 3L guns a ship Sorry. docked here may use its action to look at one face down cargo on each island on each island yeah yeah that's yeah. the Puerto uh, eventual ability that she got yeah well, this is, yes, yeah, a better version of Puerto Blanco because it's not yeah. tiny and it's really well armed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. This one is another great fort, once again. Yeah. Kind of OP, though, because you do yeah. get to basically look at the entire board no matter of turns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you want to. You have to give up an action for a ship, but. Yeah. I yeah, guess, American... like, you know, depending on, like, you know, you get, like, a, some cheap throwaway ship. Like a bad ship. Yeah, the Americans don't have many of those, so it'd be tough to use the ability much. Oh, like, I don't know. Games. I think the Americans have plenty of mediocre ships. That's a plus. Yeah, Someone did you use the Superior for? Yeah, <laughs> but you wouldn't want to use that anyway, so I'm talking oh, yeah. about smaller games. You're not going to have a lot of time or points to, to do that. Yeah. I'm just Maybe talking you big combo game. this with, like, you yeah. know, their set of canoes. So, like, one canoe stays here and doesn't do anything, and then the rest go off and do their thing. I don't know if they that would are. work, because you're supposed to give the same action to all the canoes. So ah, okay. Then. I don't know. You'd have to check Wait. with Wolf if you can, like, declare a move action and just not move. So Could you weird. put all the canoes there and then use their collective action or actions for the turn to look at every piece of gold in the game? Well, five. Oh. five maybe. That could work. That could be really Yeah, because, powerful. you know, in a standard game, there's only, like, you know, three or four coins on an island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. interesting. That's a great one. Nice. Interesting. Oh, Maybe man. it's sort of better that this wasn't released. Yeah. I'll have to start well, right okay. these crazy combos. Yeah. Better if it wasn't released, you know, and, you know, the reverse power creep came in. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we can, maybe as part of this episode and the discussion beyond it, of course, should be great. Um, we could prod Wolf to include some of this in the next Pirate Code. <laughs> Try to accelerate that. Perhaps. I don't think that's going to be released until the late 2020s or something. So, uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Late 2040. That's yeah. thing. I'm just looking at these, too. There's, like, you know, a whole bunch right here, a string of, like, six flagged forts, yeah. which, uh, among forts that were released in the game, not many of them, I think, had six flags. Like, there were some that had five and plenty that had four or less. Yeah. I think They're it's all just, amusement think, parks. I think it's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, good grief. Um, we, not on my like find party. we like we like shoot actions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I so, think Eliza Dorada is the only one with six, maybe. Uh, I thought it was Perry D that ha- was like the only one with six. No, it's got five. Oh, okay. Well, has six total. I think it's the only one with six. But yeah, so I that's like, you know, right here, that's like, you know, another two forts that have six flags. So that that's sizable forts. Um, considering that, you know, in Revolution, you didn't have six-masted ships or ten-masted ships yet. So in theory, these forts, without an extra action, could survive a full um, uh, assault from a five-masted ship and still have, you know, a cannon left over so that they wouldn't be instantly one-shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the idea. to get a gunship over there 
to, you know, try and, like, you know, salvage the situation a little bit. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think that was their idea. Well, anyway. If they had been larger, I think it would make forts, you know, in general, more useful, perhaps, in gameplay. Yeah. You know, outside of the fact of how quickly you could build them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, so do I have our next yeah. ball of fun? Yep. <laughs> All righty. So Revolution saw the introduction of events, and then they carried over into South China Seas, and that's what we have now. Uh, we've got an event from South China Seas. It is Mutiny! All right, so for five gold, you get a reveal this event at the beginning of one of your turns and choose an enemy ship. Roll 1d6 for each crew on that ship. On a six, remove that crew from the game. Okay. Remove Mutiny from the game. So, oh my. I just thought of something. Um, use this with, like, you know, the ruins of Nemo's plans and, like, roll, ah, like, boy. seven sixes. <laughs> Bye-bye! Yeah, that'd be annoying. <laughs> oh, yes. This yeah, sounds do like, you know... an enemy flagship. Yeah. <laughs> Only, how does so, this interact with something like uh, Crusaders? I think it says remove, uh, so I think it would still work, which is kind of Yeah, ugly. it doesn't say eliminate, you're yeah. right. So that's, that's an true. ugly one. Huh. Oh, yeah. so, I will okay, say, um, real quick, people seeing the spreadsheet yeah. sees the rarity as test, which is interesting. I think I only saw that on the South China Sea spreadsheet. Um, the South China Sea spreadsheet is weird. Um, one little tidbit is that uh, I can't I can't resist now. Uh, the junks instead of being six masters, the biggest junks were only four masters, which is really weird to think about. He <laughs> should have done that because those would have looked cooler. No, I don't think so. Well, they did I, that I to the, the Corsairs, and then they figured, well, we gotta do something slightly different. Yeah, mm, true. <laughs> yeah, I love the six master junks, but anyway. So oh, yeah. the only thing, I, I do. Yeah, and then, I mean. Yeah, so just to finish what I was saying about the test rarities, um, Wolf has revealed the next event that I'll talk about in a second on the forums, and he may have already revealed Mutiny. So if this if this one or the next one jogs people's memories, these two events, um, Wolf has already talked about some at least the second one. But anyway. So I am now thinking about comboing this with mermaids. Oh, no. <laughs> Not in any Vassal games. Yeah, I know, but... Not against So me. here's my thinking, all right? If you play mermaids first, right? All right, and then the ship is frozen for the turn. So if that ship was, you know, stuck out in open water, there's no way to get rid of the crew. Unless you, like, you know, have a ship touch it and then offload the crew up to that other ship. So you play mermaids, and then you play this on the next on the very next turn to then now that you've frozen the ship now you strip away let's say a good portion of the crew if you're lucky in the in the dice are in your favor how badly broken would that be <laughs> yeah i think it'd be kind of overkill because they're already stuck yeah. there anyway so yeah so i was just wondering then um if you remove the crew then with this, would the turns go down that you were stuck with mermaids? I don't think so. I don't know. Let me go. Well, we got the master spreadsheet, so they're all right here. So let's go check. <laughs> I don't think they would, but it'd be interesting if you could use this as like, you know, another workaround maybe for mermaids to get your ship going faster. Nah, it says number of turns equal to the number of crew on her when Mermaids was revealed. So it wouldn't go down. Uh, this would just be like, you know, an extremely dickish move to do to someone. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> like, ha ha, you're stuck, and now guess what? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of overkill. 
I think yeah, instant a, way to make sure no one ever plays Pirates with you again. Yeah. This is a weird event because it seems really risky to spend five points on it, and then, you know, you have to roll sixes, which is really hard, so you'd almost want to have to do it against, like, a ten master or something like that. Or you could really plan things out and include, like you said, Thor with uh, Nemo's plans, because then you could, that would be, like, the ultimate combo to try to win a game with that, yeah. but it would still be really tough to pull off. I think having to roll sixes makes it too risky, but I'm kind of glad because we already have enough overpowered vents as is, so I'm kind of glad yeah. it's not that much better. I mean, this is from South China Seas, where you had the introduction of the Thames and the treasure ship. Yeah. So as soon as that got introduced, you had people, like, you know, stacking it up and whatnot, trying to max it out with, like, you know, <laughs> dozens and dozens of crew. So, like, you know, a sack-built Baohuan or Baoshuan, using this against that, mm-hmm. especially, like, you know, a Baoshuan built for sack, but you've got at least ten oarsmen on there. And the Jades have enough good named crew to where you could, like, you know, very easily come in under the point limit. With yep. all that stuff, so this would be a good way to stop that more or less dead in the, in the water, uh, without using a cargo uh, eliminator. Granted, this is much much more risky. So, this might be one of those events that yeah, it's an event, and we therefore hate it because it's an event, but it's a balanced event. Yep. <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts or no? Not I'm on me. Next one already. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've been waiting for you to read the next one. Yeah, the next one is a giant event uh, in every sense of the word. So huge point cost, big uh, thematic, and a huge ability text I'll try to read. So this is one that Wolf has already revealed, I believe, in full on miniature trading and maybe other sites. So it's another event from South China Seas, Test Rarity, which is fun to see. And that blue color is actually exactly the same color as appeared on the Whiskit spreadsheet. So I try to keep that the same. This is White Whale. 10 points limit at the beginning of one of your turns place white whale any place on the play area except on islands or terrain pick an opponent's ship that ship must hunt the white whale and cannot dock or attack any other ship at the start of your turn move white whale s in any direction white whale is defeated if it takes a total of three hits by cannon or crew they do not have to be in the same turn so i guess that would be marines um if the white whale rams or is rammed and Remove one mast and one crew from the ship. If the white whale destroys the ship, remove it from the game. No other ship can aid in destroying the white whale. No ship can attack the obsessed ship while the whale is alive. Almost like the Kraken stuff. Um, If the whale is destroyed, the cargo hold is full of whale blubber, and when it docks at that, that cargo is worth 10 gold. Oh, my God. Sorry, she blows! Yeah. So it's interesting, it says when it docks, so it could be at a port. It doesn't have to be your home island. So you could bring it to a uh. port to unload the blubber. <laughs> uh, combo this with um, uh, uh, Puerto Blanco for a Spanish ship. Yeah. This would be really interesting against a Ten Master, especially a slow one, um, <laughs> to try to delay it. And then you could try to put stuff in the way to try to take a Ten Master out of action for like as long as possible. I do find it. You know what I would do to this? What? What? I would use this on a Corzado. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great idea. Although, I think I figured out why this was never released. Mm-hmm. It's way too complicated. Yeah, that's what Wolf said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the gist is pretty easy to figure out if you have the vaguest idea of um, of what Moby Dick is about. Yeah. But How would you uh, not? But... I, well, yeah, if you're playing this, you probably do. Yeah. But it's just too complicated. Um, and frankly, just all that 
bit at the end about uh, destroyed cargo hold full of whale blubber. Uh, <laughs> full. Uh, hold on. No yeah, matter how big. Yeah. Yeah. That's really and weird. and they say nothing about it being transferable between ships of any kind. Like, yeah, can it be taken through boarding or? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That would need pirate code ruling on. I'm yeah, the old rule of thumb: if it doesn't say that it can't, then we assume that it can. Yeah, <laughs> I think this yeah, is really yeah. interesting with um with like L movers and mind control because you it says uh, if the white whale is rammed, move, remove one mast and one crew from the ship. Not like turtles at all. So you could slam ships into this and it would fight back and hurt them. So that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do find it really interesting that it's an event with limit. That is weird, definitely. And it's, it's tied with false treasure for the most expensive event uh, I've yeah. seen at ten points. So, yeah. yeah, this one I find fascinating. I definitely want to try it out with a few house rules with the flubber. Yeah, well, like you know, maybe a, a scenario or something. Yes, that's a great a idea. fleet um, scenario or something. Yeah, there was something. I do similar. wonder. Yeah, there was something similar to that where you had to hunt. Um, the Guichuan, Bauchuan, or Zeus in an old fleet challenge a while back. So, anyway. You know. ah. Yeah, it was a really cool fleet challenge, actually. I think it was like 2010, right before I joined or something. But, anyway. Oh, Cazador is yeah. suggesting that uh, if it was an event, it can rely on a UT for the treasure part of the rules. So it's like a double thing. Yeah. So it'd be like, you know, a two-part game piece. One part of it is an event, the other part of it's a UT. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah, that'd be cool. that. You know, if you okay, if they'd done it that way, instead of putting it, you know, all in one, if they'd split it up with that, maybe that could have, like, you know, made it, um, I guess, less complicated. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Although, from a collector's standpoint, that would be just, you know, a nightmare because it's the same thing but in two different places. Yeah. Well, you could easily do um, one of the coins on the card or whatever. You could just or this just could be the event and then coin. <laughs> I think it would have to oh. be the whole card, though, because, like, they wouldn't have yeah. enough room for the text if it was full of coins. So, it would need yeah. the whole card. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you got, you know, the little uh, event token, which is the square thing, and yeah. then you've got right under that the UT. Yeah. And then, you know, the line of text is everything over to the right, or yeah. whatever. Because we all know what the white whale looks like. It's a gigantic white sperm whale. Ta-da! <laughs> Yeah. I think it'd be fun to pair this with turtles and like surround the whale with turtles or something. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being a whale sounds like dark explosion in the background. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be like really mean, you could like you know assign a set of canoes to hunt the white whale and see how that goes. Oh, that'd be weird. Wow, that'd be really. That's a hard. way to like I think stall uh, native canoes maybe. Yeah. You know, use this to like you know stall out the American native canoes. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because you know the whale can effectively just you know get rid of them. Yeah. Ooh, the high thing. That's yeah, another that's great one. Idea. Wow, that'd be weird. Yeah, because maybe this is like weirdly a good counter to like a lot of like competitive fleet. They yeah, wouldn't the be able to hit it three times. It'd be hard. That'd be wow. This is this has interesting ramifications. Yeah, so you just have to build a good thirty point fleet or you know, a good uh thirty five point fleet somewhere in there to make room uh for the white whale. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Wow. Most interesting. Yeah. Crazy. All right, so Ben, maybe you and I will do some like you know vassal games that involve yeah. the white whale or some yeah. Yeah, shenanigans. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, I just realized something really ugly with like uh -oh. flat Earth in a huge map game. 
and without a lot of whirlpools, a, a ship could just sail and sail. You could take it out of action for so many turns. That sail yeah. all the way across the map. Oh my god, that could yeah, so all sorts you could of put the like, white whale anywhere <laughs> yeah, on exactly. the player. Yeah. So you could, you could, that could lead to all sorts of interesting like diplomacy situations where you try to like ally, ally with the pirates to get Calypso involved so you could get to it faster. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, or like I love, you know, in a campaign game, uh, this would be like, you know the one event that's allowed in a campaign game. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it. That'd be fun, like, honestly. Yeah, yeah because wow. you know, like uh, the pirates, you know, sick the white whale on, let's say, the English just for yeah. giggles, yeah. and they put the white whale way over in French territory. <laughs> yep, and then now the, the curse, English, like, all right, let's go do this. Yeah. And then the English finally get there, and then the crew start, like, out-moving their ships into the whale so they don't know what a fire part to take it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Or it's by the time it's like, or by the time they get over to where, like, the white whale is supposed to be, the whale has, like, you know, moved S through a whirlpool and come out. Oh, oh my now God. Now, over yes. here. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that would, uh, that'd be epic. Whale through the whirlpool. Uh, yeah. I love these like, whirlpools. Like, the whale event, just circle the whirlpool until the ship is almost within range, and then bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah, this is so fascinating, these possibilities. I love this. <laughs> I've been okay. giving it some thought. I don't think you could use Lord Micron or any of those uh, shepherding abilities to get plus out of the sea creatures because I don't think this technically qualifies as a ship, let alone a sea creature. Yeah, that's correct. Because they yeah. talk about you can move it S in any direction, but they don't talk about giving it an action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just I thought mean, of something else uh, after Azador here on the on the um, uh, stream. If you played this in a game where you had more than one ocean, all right, like the multiple oceans, like you know, Ocean A, Ocean B, like what happened in Command the Oceans. Yeah. All right. So if this got used in Command the Oceans, and let's say that just to be mean, the pirates placed this and had the American, an American ship, be the subject of the hunt. Yeah. And they put it, like, you know, just outside the pirate kingdom. The Americans would have to go bonkers trying to go and find it. Yeah. This is really interesting, too, as, like, a magnet effect to try to draw in an enemy to capture them. Because you could put the white whale near your home island and then surround it with your own ships. And then when the target ship gets closer, you try to sabotage them and capture them. So that'd be interesting. You can't because they said you can't mess with uh the uh, oh, yeah, obsessed you ship is a yeah. oh, okay, yeah, You could in theory lose it. You could in theory choose to lose the whale there, but also then destroy that ship. Yeah. Huh. That could be crazy. Uh. With this is where events become crazy overpowered because favor the gods, kill the whale, and then all of a sudden the ship is ripe for the taking. <laughs> the the yeah. ship because then it's right near yeah. your home island. Then you kill the whale. All of a sudden it's fair game. Kind of like canceling the cracking keyword. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Right. I'm I just think looking at this line of text now. I'm thinking that this probably wouldn't work well with canoes. No. Or at least it wouldn't yeah. be able to uh, destroy the canoes because if the whale destroys the ship, remove it from the game. So, in the cases, if you had the canoes target this, if the whale rammed one of the canoes and eliminated that canoe, would the whale then be eliminated or would the whale have to eliminate all of the canoes? I think I'd have to take them all out. Uh. Yeah. Weird. Well, just like, you know, get rid of all but one of them, maybe. That is weird. And you'd have to determine whether or not all five canoes go after them, because each canoe is often treated as one ship. They have to be in the same place. They're still separate. So, that's a weird one. This one could almost get an entire episode of its own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. There could be, like, another 
segment on unreleased like, uh, pieces, like the other yeah, episodes look, we're planning, but like unreleased. Yeah, we should probably do that sometime in the yeah. future. Yeah, um, maybe that's the next episode. No, maybe. I've got, yeah, it's kind of soon after, and I, I've already thought about maybe doing like minor changes for the next episode, possibly. So, yeah, because there are some interesting ones. So, how Phantasma used to be a one point crew. So, anyway, Wait, what? just to whet your, your appetite. <laughs> Uh, anyway. anyway um to skip on after white whale the next one i guess we don't have any th- data between south uh davy jones curse and then i think frozen north or was yeah. it uh, was it ocean's edge came after frozen north. Yeah, none of them no i just yeah, yeah i didn't none have of those um nothing for those there's one unreleased crew yeah. for this parts is, of the caribbean so this is um, basically almost the same so i just wanted to include it yeah it's really cool so hey yeah as ben said we're including it because it's an alt version of something that's released um it would have been a rare crew called captain teague which mm-hmm. was technically replaced by damsel in distress which is a not particularly interesting three-point crew with just the parley ability yeah so Keith Richards yeah. was going to be in the game originally, <laughs> in a way. So, yeah, so a lot of people guessed that on the poll, too. So, anyway, so if you thought hard about it, you would have thought about how, oh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean a little bit, and then, you know, through that, you could find the Disney set, and then Captain Teague was going to be a crew. So I wish yeah. they had done that, but maybe with a different ability set. I'm not sure what, but and he could link to Jack Sparrow, Captain Teague. So. This piece, I think there's not much more to say, although I do want to ask about all this stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, was this originally part of, because we're again skipping several sets straight into Savage Shores slash Return to Savage Shores. Yep. I did want to ask, was this stuff that was originally scheduled to be in one of the two sets, but it then fell out when the yeah. uh, when the two were split? Yeah, that seems to be the case, yeah. It's confusing to look at some of the spreadsheets and documents. Um, and the, Sav- the SS, RTSS stuff, Savage Shores, Return to Savage Shores, it's in, like, PDFs, so it makes it even a little bit weirder. It's not in, like, spreadsheet form, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that seems to be the case. So, almost like how Ocho Brazo fell out of uh, Rise of the Fiends and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's essentially what we're going to be looking at, so... It's pretty weird, <laughs> and the numbering gets weird too. Of course, so, as a result, mm-hmm. yeah. So originally, Savage Shores was going to be a bigger set, more similar to Pirates of the Caribbean or Rise of the Fiends in terms of size, but then it got split in half, and stuff was unreleased. So, anyway, mm-hmm. um, speaking of Savage Shores, we still have to do that set review, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had to make sure I didn't miss that episode because it's been a while since we did a recording. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, uh, since Captain T was not all that interesting, do you mind if I start on the next one? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. This next one was an American ship, uncommon, that would have been part of Savage Shores or Return to Savage Shores, presumably when the two were joined and meant to be released as a full set. It's an uncommon American ship called the USS Loggerhead. Like the turtle! Exactly. 14 points, 4 mass, 5 cargo, L move, 3L, 3S, 3S, 3L guns, and the ability, if a sea monster begins its move within L of the ship, it gets plus L to its base move. And actually, we get flavor text for this one. Yay! Um, (laughs) Which is, the crew of the USS Loggerhead were given the dubious task of locating reported beasts of the sea and herding them 
hurting them to where they can do the most damage to America's enemies. That's an interesting one. Um, although I can't say it's a particularly good ship, it's not exceptionally well armed or fast for its cost. It does have a good cargo space. Um, yeah, I like that cargo. Not all that, yeah. not all that useful in ability, though. Yes, if you are, in, if you're doing a sea creature favoring fleet. Well, specifically Sea Monster, because that's what the ability text says. But as a whole, that's not a very good unit type, and I'm going to say, nah. Yeah, I like. I think this one's interesting because it's kind of like the reverse of the Pequod from Davy Jones' Curse. That's a 14.4 master. That one was like anti-Sea Monster. This one's like pro-Sea Monster, so it's interesting how the Americans have kind of switched on that. Um, but yeah, this kind of came into being by then, Yeah, or whatever it is. I love um, the ability, especially on you know Serpent's Fang and on Crew, but the Americans don't have hardly any sea monsters, so therefore the ability is a little iffy. Um, the cargo and the cannons are pretty solid, so I could definitely see myself using this one, just not in competitive games or smaller games. So I like it, but it's a kind of a novelty for them. Mm-hmm. Well, the Americans do have Champion Hee, which are both awful yeah. <laughs> okay okay in return to savage shores they would have gotten the slippery devil mm-hmm. uh which has that if the if he succeeds at a boarding party also learns some master so that one's already pretty quick so that would be like you know the one you use the most yeah. uh with this then probably yeah that was that would be actually a pretty good combo because then that monster would be flying out at s plus s plus l like, use it to strike against, like, you know, those tiny two-masted or one-masted uh, gold runners. Mm-hmm. Not bad, but yeah. eh, not yeah, practical yeah. either. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, I think we're ready to start the next unit on the list, and I believe it's right. yours, Zarex. All right, uh, uncommon ship for uh, Savage Shores, return to Savage Shores. Uh, El Viento Inferno, it's Spanish. Uh, translates to the ill wind. Somebody farted. Look out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for 15 points, you get a four-masted ship with five cargo. Base move L, 2S, 3L, 3L, 2S. This ship gets plus S to her base move if she has all of her masts. All right, and flavor text reads... Um, ah. Sent to hamper America's efforts at exploration, El Viento Inferno blows swiftly through the South Pacific raining terror on any enemy ship she sees. Huh. Well, this uh, reminds me of some of those other ships that have um, the plus X to base move with all the masts. I think the most famous example might be the Interceptor. Yeah. Uh, perhaps. Yep. Uh, but this is kind of like, you know, a downgraded or a slightly different version of the Cristobal, really, kind of. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. I mean, the guns are not completely brilliant. Oh, they're pretty good. Maybe. No, they're okay. good. So yeah, this could be like, you know, a decent hybrid ship for them. Yeah. yeah as like long as, one. you know, it stays healthy, you're moving around at uh, L plus S pretty much all the time. You oh. can toss on a helmsman, so now you've got oh, L plus S plus S. Yeah. Uh, throw in trade currents and any other factor. This is moving around pretty quickly with um, a lot of cargo, more or yeah. less. Yeah, I like this one as a as a neat hybrid. I think it's pretty good. Definitely. Yeah, like and then put on the Savage Shores version of uh, Bianco's Haulers. Gets even better, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's and pretty it's well balanced, it. but it is—it's really expensive for what you're getting as well. Kind of, yeah. 
I like how the Listen flavor text in. continues the, the anti-American or American versus Spanish war. Like yeah, the, the Spanish-American war theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I wonder if that's what they were going for um, with that part of the canon. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, with Savage Shores, you can see it with Stern and a bunch of the other yeah. you know, Earth ships. There. And you can see it beginning a little bit in uh, Fire and Steel and the flavor implications. Yeah, yeah, good point. But it, it, but Savage Shores and then Return to Savage Shores really harp on the building up of uh, Spanish and American conflict. Yep. But something I wanted to say, this does seem like a pretty well-balanced ship, but it is a bit expensive. Um, I don't remember what its name is. There's a four-masted Spanish uh, schooner out there that has six cargo L plus S move and really good armament, oh, and I think yeah. it's a point or two cheaper. Yeah, Santa Isabel is overpowered. Yep. Uh, yeah, Santa Isabel is OP, um, but still, the point is, compare Santa Isabel to Viento Unfermo, and doesn't compare favorably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice to run both of them at the same time. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, oh. Inferno was never released, so we can't do that. Yeah. That's that fast. Yeah. The next one, though, I definitely want a proxy. So this one is one of my favorites of all the unreleased stuff I've seen. This is an oh English. My. Yeah, this is an English Four Master Special Edition How ship. So me of that? It, it probably would have been a Special Edition box ship. Um, this is also from the yeah. Savage Shores, Return to Savage Shores, number 087, which is interesting um, in terms of the numbering scheme. And so a four-masted English ship, HMS Howell, or Hole, and 11 points, four masts, five cargo, S plus S move, cannons are 2S, 3L, 3L, 3S, and once per turn, the ship can look at one face-down treasure on any island. And the flavor text says, several years after the disappearance of Lord and Lady Alfred Howell at sea, the children commissioned creation of the HMS Howell with the stipulation that it search for their parents whenever able. So, uh, Wolf said this is like a reference to Gilligan's Island, I think it was. Um, ah. Anyway, yeah. So, some people will probably get that. But anyway, uh, I think it's a great ship overall. It's kind of like a, it's a lot like HMS Dover. Um, it's slightly better can at the bow. Um, and then you get a nice little cheap one-point ability. So, it's kind of like HMS Dover, but like slight upgrade. But, you, you know, you might want to only yeah. get 10 points. You know what it reminds me of? What? Uh, Raven Snack. Less cargo. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, less cargo, but a bit faster and slightly more poorly armed. Um, similar ability, similar cost. Yeah. Yeah. This, would, yeah, a, this looks like it's joining that trifecta of really good 11-point ships for the English. Yeah. Uh, up there with the London and the Halkion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, running... Uh, you could probably run those three together... And it's like, you know, okay, the London is the kind of in-betweener ship. The Halcyon, I think, is the dedicated gunship. Yeah. And here's your hybrid gold ship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the very good multi-purpose ships. Definitely. I like her a lot. All right. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> I think... Yeah, the Howl is most definitely better uh, than the um, uh, Vienta del Inferno or in Inferno. Yeah. All right. I think I'm up next again. This one is the French SE box chip. It's called the Cour de Diamant, or Heart of Diamond. This one's 12 points, four mass, of course. Three cargo, L move, 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S. The ship ignores the first hit she takes each turn as long as she's all over mass. Flavor text reading. 
France would like her enemies to think the Coeur de Diamant is as tough as her namesake, but under her sustained barrage, she tends to show her cracks. Um, <laughs> Sounds historically accurate. Yeah, probably, like most ships. <laughs> but um, nothing super exceptional. It seems okay. like, yeah, actually, this seems like a super cookie-cutter um, SE box chip, just a very plain formatter with a pretty decent ability. Not not exceptionally interesting though. Yeah, I agree. Why am I thinking of HMS Iron Forge? Uh, you mean the HMS Forge? Yeah. yeah. Maybe because they're similar. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember how their stats differ, if at all, but they yeah, are similar. I think the Forge has like a forge. weird cannon breakdown where it's got yeah. like a 2S, a 2L. And then a yeah, 3S. 3S. Yeah. yeah, is the Ford more expensive? Billion. Yeah, it's 13 yeah, for four cargo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, so, it's, so it's effectively like significantly better. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. And I think, uh, like the uh, Corps de Diamant here, I think the Forge is also like a box top ship. Yeah, it is. Yeah, ROTF. One of those pre-assembled guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. This one's more Next for user X. Yeah. All right, on for me. All right, next up we have the Spanish um, pre-built ship, the Volare. Volare. Volare? Yeah, like the uh, that song by, what, Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin? Volare. Nice. Uh, I don't know that too much, so. Uh, translation here says that it means uh, I will fly. So for 14 points, you get four masts, four cargo, base blue Ravel, 3S, 4L, 4L, and 3S cannons. And uh, if this ship has a crew with a Captain Keeper, she gets plus L to her base move. Uh, that one's Flavor more text read? Yeah. yeah. Flavor text reads, the crew of the Valari may not be able to take to the air, but under a captain's expert direction, they fly across the water towards their enemies. Um, this isn't really a gunship, or at least not a frontliner, in my opinion. Um, and the cargo is uh, low enough where I don't know if I would use this as a gold ship. Yeah, it's a little hybrid. Yeah, I almost said when you talked about the Viento and Fermo being similar to the San Cristobal, I almost said something about this one coming up. So, the same ability. No. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I think, you know, compared this to that one, I think I'd rather have this one over the Viento. Really? Okay. I'm not so sure, but well, interesting. It's only because I think the max speed you can get on this is faster. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if the Viento had the regular, what more commonly seen, plus L. Then maybe it might be a more fair matchup. Yeah. Uh, but because the Viento only gets plus S and the Volare gets plus L, which therefore means without, uh, if you just put on, like, say, um, well, the, the tried and true Victor de Alva, yeah. you get a four master flying around, presumably without a helmsman, at 4L, which you get that extra action. Yeah. Then you know I you would be adding on helmsmen and you know other things like trade currents only make it faster. <clears throat> yeah. I would probably do helmsmen and sat. Yeah. But I would but do so, uh, I would do Luis Zuan from Mysterious Islands get world heater and yeah. captain. Then you get the plus L bonus and then the cannons make it good enough to be a gunship. That's probably what I would yeah. do. With I might go the other but, way. Yeah, I might go cheap. Uh, I might get the two point Zuan. Yeah. And have this just be like, you know, like in a campaign game or a regular game, yeah. like a really quick scout ship that is That's, capable of standing like and fighting, but is better as going, oh, look, they're over there. Let's go back. Yeah, I actually like that idea. Because then with 
Zuan and a Helmsman, that'd be two cargo left over for just 18 points. You'd have LLS. So I, I do like that, actually. That's pretty well. darn quick. Yeah. I, yeah. Would, I would really want to use this as something to chase down and destroy small gold runners, especially yeah, small, cheap yeah. ones that your that's opponent thinks, ah, oh, they're not going to go after this low-priority yeah. yeah. target. Yeah. 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 I'm the quickest one on the scene. Yeah. You might still have a... Yes, but. You might have a little cargo for stealing gold then, too, if you didn't want to tow them home. But this would be good for towing, definitely. Yeah. Derelicts, anyway. But Yeah. Yeah, oh, I do yeah. like this one. It's interesting. I think you could do this interesting with, like, min-maxing, like, 18 points, yeah. cheapest, and then you could, like, really make it super fast with SAT and yeah. everything. But anyway. Yeah, this might be one of those, like, you know, pre-assembled ships that's actually good. Yeah. Yeah, all three are pretty solid, but especially the English and Spanish so far. But Yeah. Anyway, speaking of which, let's check out the last one, which is the Pirate uh, Special Edition box ship number 090, number 90 from the original Savage Shores set. Special Edition, it's a Pirate Foremaster, Kiss and Mule. So, kind of a funny name. And I looked it up because I was curious as to where the name came from. This note was added by me. Well, same with the other ones, but the, the, the translations were actually in the original WizKids documents. But this one, I saw there's a Kiss and Mule uh, castle. So, anyway, so there's a link to that in the note. This is a Pirate 4 Master, 12 points, 4 cargo, L-move, cannons are 3S, 2S, 2S, 3S, and one of the ship's treasures is worth plus 2 gold when unloaded at your home island. And the flavor text says, A man's home may be his castle, but for some pirates, a man's home is on the Kissimmee, rating for often more than an expected profit. That alludes to the, to the real-life inspiration of the castle and the ability. So, <laughs> it's okay. Um... I think the ability is what makes it pretty solid, but as a hybrid, yeah. it's kind of it's a little lacking on cargo. But that's where Hammersmith come into play. So I'd probably do Hammersmith and like either an Explorer or Coconut or Oarsman, something like that, yeah. as a second crew to make it a decent ship overall. So I do find the name funny because I think of like Kiss a Mule, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you talk about uh, min maxing. Uh, with Hammersmith and some of the cheaper uh, pirate crew, you could probably find a way to get Jumpsman Jacquard on here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it would be ideal, but you know you could do it. You know, one of those like out there things you could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would probably Hammersmith Jacquard and maybe Coconut. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You'd end up with something pretty well-rounded. Hmm. Anyway, I think I'm ready to jump into the next piece, and actually the next segment of the episode. Yep. All right. Here we go. The next piece on the list, now this is really interesting. We're now seeing a set of LEs from <laughs> Savage Shores combined, which we sort of really wish had been released now, because some of these are pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. The first oh, yeah. one... Uh, numbered 200, as Ellie's were, is called Le Flot de Marine, which in French means Mariner's Bang. This would have been an 11-point sea monster, one of the five-segmented squid zero cargo, base move L. All of its segments would have been 3S. Ability, obviously the keyword, and then once per turn when the sea creature hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship. So oh, this would have actually been a very good, cheap, simple kind of, yeah, 
way to wage war. Um, I'll read the flavor text. When young, the beast Le Fleur de Marine began following French ships and feeding off scraps of food thrown over the side. Now full grown, follow ships into battle, looking for tastier morsels to fall over the side. From the journal Pierre Aranax. Yay! He's back. Yeah. Well, in flavor text, at least. Well, we'll He's see. Yeah, survive. No more than flavor text because he yeah, appears we'll further down. Yep. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he returned. Well, I guess we'll get there when we get there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, yeah, I like this one because finally it's giving sea monsters a chance to be sort of a reasonably good, expendable, uh, you know, way to get into combat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you'll still need to buff this up. I mean, it's not a lot you can do. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, couple it with uh, those uh, within L of this ship gets plus L to base move thing. Uh, yeah. And then, like, a crew, like, you know, like Seleucus or Micron to give, you know, that move and shoot again. Yeah, trade currents, too, would help a little. That's right, trade currents. I think that's the first time this ability showed up on a sea creature, or at least sea monster. Yeah. Dragon has it, but anyway. Mm-hmm. I know, this was, I yeah. included this in the poll because uh, an 11-point squid is pretty crazy, so I figured it might make people think yeah. this was one of the false options, so it is pretty weird, especially yeah. for the French, so... It's really strange, but interesting. So, yeah. yeah and even though it's a squid and a sea monster, it's still five segments. So it's essentially like, you know, a really bad 11.5 master. Yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. But it's still much better than most of the sea creatures that were released. Yep. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. If only marginally. Uh, still better. Cost, I, yeah, the point cost is really what helps it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's the point. They yep. should have all been cheaper. Yeah. If you really wanted then, this one, could probably still come down in price, but whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, this then maybe shows that WizKids recognized the Sea Monster problem and was maybe trying to fix it. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Which is maybe weird because the, the ones that made it into these two sets were sometimes horrendous and pretty. Like, Hei is horrible. Slippery Devil is really but, mediocre. Only like Namazu and the weird ones are yeah. actually better than what came before them. So, so yeah, it's yeah, kind of strange. Namazu and Krull. Well, yeah. then again, Savage Stories, you had Ophidius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, they, Ophidius they is really better, good. But yeah, like yeah. Ophidius versus Hei is like such a bizarre disparity. It's kind of shocking. But yeah, you're right. Probably designed by different people. Yeah, possibly. A lot of noise in the background. Some kind of party. Yeah, it sounds like some kind of upset. Yeah. No, I think that's a very excited dog, if anything. Oh, I see. Oh, well. I yeah, she's I very excited so every time she sees anything out front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, my okay. brother's playing with her and riding her up. <laughs> all right. Have we said all that uh, can be said about the Fiudia Muddy? Yeah. <laughs> that is not like a yeah, dog actually, showing up. Yeah, I, I thought about saying to end this early because I wasn't sure if she'd freak out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, then moving on now, uh, we go to the next uh, limited edition, the number 201, Spanish. We have the Sombra de la Nave, which translates Thank roughly to... Second. Huh? Yep. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Which Take translates care. roughly to uh, Ship's Shadow. All right, we'll catch you later. Uh, okay, so for 12 points, you get a four-segmented serpent, no cargo, base move L, uh, cannons of 3L, 3S, 3S, and 3L. Uh, sea monster. If this sea monster is within S of a friendly ship, it gets plus one to its cannon rolls. Huh. 
Interesting. You'll see why here in the flavor. Yeah. And then flavor text. Uh, Sombra de la Nave is often found beneath ships, enjoying in particular the shade provided by large vessels such as the vast treasure ships of Spain. The creature is said to demolish enemy ships attacking its source of shade. Well, hey, man. All right. All right. So, okay, that's a good flavor uh, explanation for that yeah. ability. Yeah. But that's nifty. Yeah. Uh, uh, a friendly ship. I don't. That would have been... So that would stack up, kind of like, you know, the Garayante uh, oh, wow. ships with that ability. Yeah, that's a great point. So, yeah, you know, if you included this in a crowded, like, you know, American battle fleet, Spanish, you know, with yeah. like, you know, um, uh, what oh. was it up here? Uh, the, the loggerhead. Oh, I see. All right, the yeah. loggerhead plus, oh, wait, no. Ah, okay, this isn't American, this is Spanish. Yeah, El Pescador would work on a ship. Oh, okay, yeah. El Pescador. That'd be fun. All right. Yeah. Plus, you know, um, some of those like uh, cheaper Spanish gunships, yeah. you very quickly get a sea monster that, you know, one or two yeah. ships being within range buffs the cannons to, like, you know, essentially 2L, 2S, 2S, and 2L. Yeah, you only which need... Which is like, you know, the best cannons you can get. Yeah, you only need two ships with an S to get to rank one. So, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. The drawback, though, to this um, is that she's slow. Yeah, that's why El Pescador would be really important. Yeah, I think El Pescador and would trade be the currents and other yeah things. Yeah, I with, do want to say. Had, oh my God, this ship's a boat too. Sorry. Does Does Spain have any um, any cheerleader ships that would make good gold runners? I don't think gold runners. No. Dang. Not because... gold runners, but they do have one or two cheerleaders. Okay, because this is an ideal pairing for a cheerleader ship. You get yeah. instant Ooh. rank one. Yeah, exactly. And. Um, <laughs> If there was one that was either a decent warship or really, I'd say gold runner, because then this can play defensive for it, then uh, then this would be a good pairing with that. I like this one a bit. Yeah, I do like it. Uh-huh. I think it would be really crazy to do Volare with El Pescador, and then you could have a really fast like double strike force with like oh, LL wow. or better with both. Yeah, that could be pretty powerful. Oh, nice. At least, at least in the short term. I know, I, I love optimizing sea monsters um, by using them, like, quickly, like, stacking up a lot of bonuses to kind of shock an opponent with the speed. But anyway, it costs a lot of points, but it's fun to pull off. So I do like this one quite a lot, and I like the flavor text, courtesy of uh, our friend Pierre Aranax. He's doing his uh, research, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's come back from Mysterious Islands. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. 20,000 leagues under the sea. Huh. Yeah. I haven't was, read that in a while. Yeah. Alright, I guess I'll go to the next one, which is also from Savage Shores. Well, the rest of them are, of course, the original Savage Shores. This is a cursed limited edition ship, uh, number 202, Apu Pau's Jewel. And in the WizKids uh, document, it said it's a Hawaiian storm god, Apu Pau, I guess. And this is an 11.3 master with 5 cargo, SS move, cannons are 3S, 4L, 3S, and then it has the junk keyword, so it's a 3 master junk. And when this ship hits another ship, you choose which mast is eliminated, which is okay. And then flavor text says, Apu House Jewel often appears in the middle of terrible storms, unharmed by wind or wave, to attack ships trapped in the storm. It is rumored to be crewed by the spirits of drowned islanders. So decent flavor text there. And this one I find most interesting as either a cursed hybrid or even a gold runner of some sort. They don't yeah, have I was going to say, it's like, yeah. my I'm eyes deceive me, or is this a cursed yeah. gold runner? Yeah, good speed and great cargo. So, yeah, it's a rare, yeah. a rarity in that case. So, 
Yeah, yeah it started with, like, you know, Rise of the Fiends. Like, the curse got, like, you know, two or three decent gold options. I mean, Rise of the Fiends, you had the Grinder, which is yeah. possibly one of their best ships ever. Yeah, it is. Then they had, you know, in Return to Savage Royce, you had Squalock. And now you have yeah, this, which, you know, could have been in the Squalook. same set. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty solid ship overall. It's not too bad as a hybrid between the rank three cannons and the ability. I mean, Captain plus Helmsman, then you'd have three spaces left over for gold, so not a bad option there either. So yeah, I think in big games, I would definitely just go pure gold resources. So. Yeah. Nice. I do That's like an interesting that. thing, uh, Kazadar pointed out. These are all limited edition cards that are like, you know, more than one card. Like, these were like the tournament prizes, yeah? Um, I don't know. I don't think it said that in the WizKids spreadsheet. Well, it says, Ellie, they might have been tournament kits. They might have been promo items. They might have been... Well, they probably weren't mail-ins because there's something further down that looks more like a mail-in. Yeah, because, you know, like, the tournament things, like a lot of the limited edition ships or special some special edition ships, they're like, you know, one-card, one-masters, or like, you know, the blockade runners. Yeah. Like, things like turtle ships... One yeah, master galleys. They, they started like that, but then they changed in Rise of the Fiends and Fire and Steel when they got really rare. So, or more, yeah. more rare, I guess. So, yeah. Most intriguing. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice ship there. Yeah. yeah. Nice all, ship all, up. All three LEs are good so far. Anyway. Yeah. So far. <laughs> Ooh. That seems interesting. Yeah, kind of. Uh. I think that, wait, was the next one still yours, Ben, or? No, I just did that, that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the next one down is Sea Orchid. This is an American ship. This one is 11 points, 2 mast, 3 cargo, LS move, 2 4S guns, and this is a junk. Once per turn, you can reroll any die roll you make for this ship. Uh, okay, I guess the first really mediocre LE ship we're looking at here. Um, so I'll just read the flavor text, which is, The Sea Orchid's crew is partly made up of islanders curious to learn more about the Americans. The knowledge of the islanders has saved the ship and crew from many dangers. Aside from that, this is not all that good. This is, I mean, it's reasonably quick, but its armament isn't good. It's... Is hold space is average. I mean, sure, the ability is flexible, but it doesn't really have oh, yeah. many uses. This isn't yeah. a very good ship. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's it's very similar to the Skipping Stone, the Pirate Catamaran, but the guns are worse, and it's not you know it doesn't have that nice defensive ability. I think the the speed and can, the, the cargo mass and points are all the same, but it's inferior. So. I know okay. it's kind of, it strikes me as like uh, a boring, empty gold runner for the Americans, maybe. I did just think of one use you could put. I, th I think Commodore Matthew Perry and a cargo master aboard, and then you would make up that space. Uh, well, actually, you'd have four cargo LS move because Matthew Perry, I believe, if I'm thinking of the right crew, the fleet admiral, links to all American ships. Well, that's yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, Preble. Perry is a, a zero plus fiber. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking Preble plus yeah. a Cargo Master, and you get something that can re-roll all the Fleet Admiral rolls while moving at L plus S with five open, or sorry, with four open cargo. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, nice. That's okay. I, I'm not sure I'd put either of those crew on a ship this small. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only L plus S, so you could catch it with something faster. 
Yeah, I think it's a solid use, though. Yeah. All right, next up. Oh, that's me. Yes, that is you. almost forgotten. <laughs> All right, next up we have uh, the Spanish one, number 204. The Brazos de Dios. Oops, sorry, Brazos del Dios. Translates roughly to God's arms. Which is funny. <laughs> so for 18 points, you get three masts, six cargo, base move L, ooh, uh, three 3S cannons, and this is a hoist and secret hold. Huh, interesting. All right, flavor checks read, Brazos del Dios was constructed by the Spanish as a way to take on cargo from islands where docking ships would put them in danger. Hmm. Interesting. This is probably the best hoist you could use as a hybrid. 3S cannons are, like, you know, not brilliant for gunships. But you throw on, like, you know, a captain and a, and a helmsman, and then, like, you know, let's say Dominic Freda. Yeah. All right, so now you've got, you know, some of that cargo made up by Freda. The Explorer keyword, which I guess is redundant on the voice. Yeah. Uh, but there's still enough cargo here. You could put on a Captain of Helmsman, some kind of same action twice, Oarsman. Yeah. And then you've got, like, you know, still three open cargo spaces to snag some of the best goodies from an island. Yeah. And Secret Hold protects them from being lost in boarding attempts. Yeah, it's an Not okay bad. voice. Yeah, it's a solid ship overall because hoists are, but um, I would say the USS Strongarm is a little bit better hybrid. Because I think it's 17 points for broadsides attack, um, but it's it's a solid hoist. I just I don't know. There's other hoists that are that kind of blow it out of the water, like the Frontier. The Buscador has seven cargo for four less points, so even for the Spanish, it's good because of course hoists pretty much always are good, but it's a little I find it slightly boring or underwhelming considering the ones we know about. I yeah, love, I this love the name, but yeah. it's—I feel like the name doesn't do it justice. It should be even better. Even yeah, if it's this one. This one just isn't all that special. I mean, I would put this near the bottom of that hoist ranking that I did a while ago. Yeah, that's a fair point. It just doesn't have any exceptional stats or abilities. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty typical. It's kind of like rolling all the typical qualities of hoist into one. You get—it's a little predictable, I guess. So yeah, it's not, it's not too exciting. For hoist, at least, <laughs> which are exciting. But I'd say even less exciting is the next ship on the list. Uh, I disagree, but we'll see. Um, so the next one is a Spanish Ooh. native canoe set with the tribal chieftain, of course, from Saboteurs, as usual. Limited edition. Uh, so limited edition native canoes, that would be fun to see. Uh, number 205. So these native canoes cost 11 points, which is assigned to their chieftain crew, of course. Each one, one mass technically, but they don't really have mass. Uh, two cargo, L plus S move. 4S cannon, and give the ship a move action, but do not move her. Instead, you may transfer one treasure from any ship with an S of this ship to this ship. So, hmm. and then there's no flavor text, um, unfortunately, but this I found really interesting because it's very similar to the American Native Canoes, but you have to give up um, the move action, which totally nixes them a lot. Yeah. The American Native Canoes are a point less. They have a better a better functioning ability, so you don't have to give up the move action, and they have two S cannons, so they're far better. That being said, this is still an amazing Native Canoe set for the Spanish. Your mic is dipping out for me. Yeah. My, uh, mine? Yeah. I think it's the background noise on you yeah. guys, so I don't know. Hmm. I'm hearing oh. a lot of background noise. But based on having read the description, I did want to say 
it sounds like you can transfer gold from enemy ships and my thoughts are you could oh, yeah. get at submerged submarines or sea monsters with this yeah that makes sense Ooh. yeah yeah that's a great point yeah does they it could just ram you out of the way but yeah that's a great point yeah Good i like these ones a lot i think they're great just on their own too as gold runners because ls speed with oh, two yeah. cargo that's just amazing oh, yeah in general yeah in campaign games i could see these easily becoming abused and op just like the other spanish native canoes but so now speaking of those other native canoes mm-hmm. had this been released the spanish would have gotten two sets of native canoe oh boy could you in theory control each set with only one chieftain i don't know I suppose so. Question. Yeah, you're only supposed to need one per nationality, so yeah. Well, so that would be interesting because the Spanish would therefore be the only ones with two with this, different sets of canoes. Would this fall fly the no duplicates rule? No, canoes don't. No, because uh, no. canoes are generic, I believe. Yep. They can stack. Generic ships. Like, or something. Because yeah, canoes... Ships. The chieftains are generic crew, so they can you can use more than one. So, yep. Yeah. So that's interesting, then. Yeah. Using these in conjunction with the other set of Spanish canoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. possibilities that. Yeah. So I, I guess the ability is still really good if you can take from enemy ships. I didn't notice that at first. Thanks for pointing that out. Because that does make them... Mm-hmm. Um, they're still not as good as the American native canoes, but they're still... They are really good. So this is... Yeah. This is into overpowered territory, without a doubt. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since you can combine them with the yeah. other set. Yeah. Ah. Oh, boy. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump into like, the... You know, can of worms for, like, rules and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. well... Yeah. I'm going to jump into the next piece on the list. We're actually moving into crew here now. This one, American crew, Shinji Smith. Three points. Shinji. He's a basic re-roller. I'm going to read his, uh, his flavor text and then actually move on to the next crew if nobody objects. Because this one's not interesting. He's just a three-point re-roller. Oh, well, I'd I say that's significant for the Americans. Well, I, I did yeah. want to read the flavor text. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yes, he's American, and he would be a unique three-point re-roller for them. But there's not a lot more you can say about that, because they didn't get one before this, and then they would have gotten one now. Uh, flavor text. Anyway, Shinji Smith's past experience of life on mysterious islands, haha. Has proven invaluable to the American exploration of new regions. Shinji, however, is still looking for a place to call home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I talked yeah. about that in the poll at Miniature Trading and it, um, face, in the Facebook group. I talked about how some name crew come back with Shinji still looking for a home. So, oh well, I feel bad for him now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really it's great for them to get the the reroller too. They have so many of those yeah. combo name crew with SAT or EA built in for like seven points. So he'd be great with those. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if you already had uh, yeah. Wayne Nolan, who's essentially free. You could use both. That'd be great. Yeah. You've got like, you know, with Shinji now, you've got like, you know, three sources for the reroll for the Americans. You've got Jonathan Hardin, you've got okay. Nolan, and now you've got Shinji. And that's really good for the Americans because they've got so many of those combo crew. Yeah. The fact that this guy is just a re-roller is significant because yeah. at three points, he can now fit into any American fleet anywhere. Yeah. So this guy would have, like, you know, been instantly become almost mandatory for any American pure fleet anywhere for anything that wanted to re-roll. 
Yeah, I guess. I think after the ability Rainbow might Man. be boring, but you know, this is one of those like flex it's, abilities. You got limited so... availability for the faction yeah. is what yeah. would make him important. Yeah, and you could instead of getting Wayne Nolan, you could use Matthew Perry's plus five to get Shinji Smith and a Helmsman for those five points, for example. Um, <laughs> and I like how Shinji also could do. They do have some crew that kind of get wacky, so Preble would be a decent one, who's often paired with Nolan, of course. But then you could also think about um, GWL, the original version, who's an L mover from the Americans, which is kind of weird. Oh, yeah. So you could, do, you could put him on that ship. So, yeah, a lot of good uses. Mm-hmm. I guess he'll find a home on ships. He won't in the Oh, islands. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Looking at uh, Cazador here. Yeah, it's odd that there's no steam engines, <laughs> considering this comes after Mysterious Islands. Oh, no. Then again, Pirates is supposed to be set roughly in the age of sail, kind of. Yeah. That once you start talking about steam engines, certain people get, you know, upset. Yeah, like me. <laughs> <laughs> Not just you. There were like a bunch of people who were like, no, oh, we don't want any steam. Oh, yeah, of course. All right. All right, so uh, talking still uh, God Mason for you because Shinji is. Yeah, so of, he's of like limited talking value. The next one down. <laughs> is Pierre Aranax, who also makes a reappearance for Mysterious Islands. Back then, he was a reference to Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and I guess he is again now. This version is a four-point pirate, not a pirate, I scrolled. This is a four-point French crew. His ability was originally, this ship has L cannon ranges against sea monsters and can double that range against sea monsters, but the later draft of this crew was this ship's cannons have a range of two elegant sea creatures. Yeah. And then the flavor text is... Uh, yeah, I guess I'll read the flavor text first. Yeah. Changed by his time aboard the Nautilus, Pierre Aronnax continues his quest to understand the mysteries of the deep. He is hungry for knowledge of the strange beasts haunting the coasts of the savage shores. The beasts, however, are just hungry. Watch out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jurassic Park in the 1500s. Yeah. I liked the original version of the ability more. I think they should combine them because sea monsters' specific abilities aren't very good because sea monsters yeah. aren't very good. Yeah. The this original, is basically kill Namazu and that's it. Yeah. The original, <laughs> the original version of the ability was five points and they decreased it to make it a little worse. But I think yeah. it's interesting. But yeah, it's kind of it's really funky and super gimmicky. It's so niche that it shouldn't be this expensive. Like two points. Yeah. I think the L booster should have been four points instead of five. So, yeah, this guy should be pretty cheap, definitely. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nice. Well, I guess that's all we had to say. So, yeah. Zarex, yeah, take it away. Right. We get another familiar face coming back from way all the way back in um, uh, Spanish Main. We have our first uh, pirate crew, 207B. Oh, so uh, she would be with uh, Pierre here. Yeah. We have the return of Jenny Gallows. Yeah. And for four points, uh, this current version, you get Hostile Spain, Captain Explorer. However, the original ability, uh, before changes, Hostile England, Captain. Crew of any nationality may use their abilities on this ship. For six Ooh. points. Yeah, yeah, six yeah points. for six points. Yeah. Uh, flavor text reads, Jenny Gallo's newly recruited crew may sail for plunder, but Jenny now sails the savage shores to save the one thing the Spanish could not take away that is truly priceless. The life of her son, Cannonball Gallows. Well, that's nice, I guess. Um, I think I like the original version of her better. Uh, uh, here, six-point version. Nah, I think it's like almost the same as Crimson Angel from uh, Rise of the Phoenix. Yeah. 
the oh. second version is crazy. Oh, in that never, case, then. Yeah. We've oh, never seen it. Captain Explorer. For four points, we've never seen that. It's so good for hybrids. It's like over. Oh, well, that's a good point. That. Yeah, that's crazy. I hadn't thought of that. It's so good. Like, Executioner ah. could use that. So many ships could use that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that's something that shows up on customs, like, reasonably often. It's like, why didn't Wizkid do this if they did Captain and Helmsman? But we never saw it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the second version is really interesting and kind of, like, overpowered just because how good it is for hybrids. Mm -hmm. So now then, here comes the debate now. If this version had been released, which version do you use? Do you use the original Spanish main version, which has the plus one yeah. build ability? Plus two. Which has been... Oh, yeah, that's right. She's plus two. Yeah, that's really Which good. has been proven to win games. Hmm. Uh, do you use this version, or do you use the... Um, um, uh, the Barbie Coast version, which I forget exactly. Barbie what Coast. Barbie Coast. <laughs> oh, you said Barbie Coast. You said. Oh, it's like a it's a collaboration between Pirate with Kids and Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Look out! There's some Sony handsome candles coming right at you. <laughs> oh boy! Roll a d6 to see if Ken wants to let's go Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Result of six. Try again with the d12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we know that Xerix's brother is going to make it a new custom set now based on Barbie, so... <laughs> we started basing it on all sorts of other stuff. Like or, or El Cazador will do it. Yeah, oh yeah, he's listening. Yep, yeah, he'll do it. We got Bionicle, might as well go Barbie, so... <laughs> Actually, if he did a Barbie set, I might seriously play test it, because that would be really funny. Yeah, it would be, yeah. I look like this. I think Wolf Wolf made some joke about that a long time ago on a miniature trip. It was similar to My Little Pony, but not quite. How do you know it was a joke? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, he probably mentioned it to Mike Mulvihill at Whiskids or somebody. Uh, oh, anyway. No. I don't know. On that question, though, I think the plus two gold ability would still be a slightly better crew for three points, but both are amazing. So that's a tough one. Yeah. So, yeah. That'd be a big decision. about... Uh, the quick thing about JW, uh, he does, I think, have, like, I think uh, he just told me he recently finished, like, making the drafts of a third set. Yeah. I mean, he still hasn't uh, put out all the final pieces to the first one, which is, I think, is, like, the Seas of Doom or something. Uh, and then his second one is something like Dark Tides, and then the third one, yeah, I'm going to let him talk about that if and when he decides to get around to doing it. All right, so we've talked Next. about uh, Jenny oh, yeah. or Jenny. Yeah. yeah, it's Jenny. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, so her, oh, this is another little tidbit that you'll see in this original Spanish main uh, spreadsheet. She used to be called Jenny Castle with a J for Jenny. So it should be Jenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jenny Castle. But anyway, so the next one, um, I'm going to take at least two or the next two because Abandoned Charts <laughs> is actually one we see in Return to Savage Shores and... We're going to go over that in a set review episode later on, so I'm not really going to cover it. It would have been an L-E-U-T, Unique Treasure, number two. But the next thing up is quite interesting. Yeah, so Abandoned Charts, I'm pretty sure same ability and stuff. One thing about Abandoned yeah. Charts, real quick, in the note, if you scroll to the right of flavor text, I did include a treasure value column because WizKids had that in their spreadsheets, and it's really yeah. cool to have that information in case, you know, stuff yeah. got printed again. So... This one was probably a typo, like I, I confirmed with Wolf, it was probably a typo, but this card was going to have two zeros and ten non-UT coins total, which would bring it to 11 total coins on the card, which is a huge amount. So it would have 
the nine and then it'd have the UT and then kind of like in the original Spanish main days, there would be like a, a second coin in like the bottom left when the card is face up. So an 11 yeah. coin UT, I guess it was a typo, but still kind of a fun little novelty to mention. But yeah. anyway, I'll just peek at the next one. It's the a zero fresh, makes it interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Two zeros on the same card, which is fun. You normally only see that on the treasure cards from Fire and Steel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is a French Cargo Master. So five points. Um, oh, boy. Nine limited edition crew. And I've already talked about how I don't like Cargo Masters because they should have a cap on it, on the ability, blah, blah, blah. But obviously this would be a huge boon for the French, even though I don't want them to get this. Yeah, this would be ridiculously powerful on some friendships. I'm thinking the Lee Blue. Anyone yeah. else? <laughs> Le Bonaparte. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, put more oh crew man. On the, yeah, put even more crew on the Bonaparte. Especially since, you know, if you got somehow managed to get your hands on like two or, or three of these guys, since they're generic crew, they can stack up. Guys, so, what does this do to Le Solitaire? That's <laughs> still oh, a bad ship. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. Absolutely nothing. Oh, hey, that's where you put the cargo masters. Yeah. Maybe. Because it's got, you know, the cap space to fit three of them, maybe at once. Well, cargo masters don't technically take up space, I think. I'm talking about, like, the points. Okay. Does yeah. it cost five points each? Yeah. Anyway, let's see. Um, did you also want to start Chest of the Jikininki, Ben? Oh, sure. Yeah, if that's all right with everybody. Um, yeah, yeah, this one. This one's really interesting. Yeah, thanks for that. Because uh, the chicken inky makes a return in a way, not as a ship. I almost had this in the poll for the true or false because I would think it um, interesting. Like the chicken inky returns as a unique treasure would be the, the answer. <laughs> so it's actually true. So here we go. Um, the numbering is exactly as it I saw it on the documents. So cargo master is two oh nine. Just that the Jikininki is 29A instead of B, which is kind of funky. Yeah, but kind of weird. Anyway, yeah, so they would have had Cargo Master with a UT on it, mm. almost like the Pirates of the Caribbean, some of those uh, crew for two first. Oh, yeah. 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 So this is 209A from the original Savage Shores. Chest of the Jikininki is a really interesting UT. Before this treasure is unloaded at your home island, roll a D6. On a result of one through three, eliminate all of the ship's crew. On a result of four through six, randomly choose four face-down coins from any wild islands and place them face-up on your home island. So this is bizarre. This this is a UT that you use when your opponent is using heavily crewed-up gold runners and you're using empty gold runners. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, you're using something like the Banshee's Cry or something. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's high-risk, high-reward. One thing that's a big problem that would have to be corrected, it says before this treasure is unloaded at your home island it doesn't specify when i would assume it's like right when you unload it or are about to but you could do it when right when you load it um it's really weird so you could like lose crew on the way home to lessen the negative effect if you rolled badly um or you could try to time it in terms of like home island rating um or if you tried to build a fort so i guess it doesn't specify, which is a big problem because you could just you could you, like roll right away when you get it, and then take four coins. Imagine if it's the first turn, you could use those coins to build like multiple forts on other islands right away. Oh, man. So yeah, this is a mess. It's really interesting, but it's it would need some some house ruling or pirate code action to make it fair. It's even messier if the four coins you randomly chose happen to be all UTs. Yeah, like trees mm-hmm. on your own. <laughs> yeah. 
or, ultra or like you know um, Altar of the Loa yes for whatever <laughs> reason or something like that mm-hmm. well hey if you okay well this uh, is a little bit weird but suppose one of the tre- treasures you found was like wolves oh, you had funny. to wind up with wolves on your home island yeah like, that's no fun I and I'm not sure how that would work yeah that'd be but now you like but now you've freed up an island out there somewhere. Yeah, good point. Yeah, this could be crazy. Oh, or you could get zeros from the charts oh, yeah, card. <laughs> <laughs> the card above. Yeah, place in a fire and steel pure game. We're like, well, we yeah. both know what we're, we're going to do. Here yeah. come the zeros. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. And let's see. Um, up next was an English cargo master. Again, we could talk about the ramifications of that in the future. Um, I think Xerex should get to discuss the last unreleased ship. You want to introduce that for us? All right, cool. So, drum roll. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, it hurts my ears. Sorry. <laughs> number uh, 300, uh, the special. Oh, boy, it's special. Yeah, it, it. Okay. it has a little extra, too. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay, so number 300, the mail-in ship. All right, so, you know, collect, like, uh, assume 10 Savage Shores, return to Savage Shores, yeah. packs, Something like whatever. that. Well, they're yeah, doing them with, you know, little uh, included uh, stories. Oh, yeah. that's, or it could have been the story inserts, either or. Yeah, I didn't uh, say we have here. Inserts. Yeah, yeah didn't we say have that. the American ship Tenacious. Huzzah. Yay. And for 23 points, you get a three master with seven cargo base move L, four S, four S, four S cannons. Eh, that's not very good. Uh, and we have a hoist ship. Ooh, cool. Third hoist for the Americans. Uh, secret hold. If this ship is within S of a friendly ship when it is given a move action, this ship gets plus S to its base move. Uh, this no flavor text. Horribly overpriced. Yeah, yeah no yeah, flavor text. Yeah. This seems I, horribly overpriced. Yeah. I agree. Uh, my problem with this is it's the most expensive hoist it's like the second most poorly armed um, okay what this is is it's Buscador with more yeah. cargo slightly better armament but still not good armament yeah same cargo um, yeah. wait same cargo I thought Buscador oh yeah, yeah. Buscador has okay it's a more expensive Buscador with slightly better but still terrible guns, and its ability applies to friendly ships instead of enemy ships. Mm-hmm. Huh. And Buscador is already not the best. This is, yeah. I'd say, easily the worst hoist. I would, I don't, I'm not totally sure, just because um, the more trips you make and the more friendly ships you can be with an SO, this could be a powerhouse, especially in big games. Um, I think the Maui's fish hook is kind of, it's pretty meh. Um, and even the Brazos del Dios that we saw above, if this one was combined with like the American Cargo Master, even though I don't like them, and then you had a nice big treasure operation with a lot of friendly ships around, this could move LSS every turn. Um, the Huntsman with like a lot of cargo, so it's not great for hoist to say the least. But between the abilities and uh, the, po- the possibilities with the Cargo Master, it could be a beast with a lot of points available in a big game. But yeah. My setup for... I'm looking um, at this again. My favorite setup for Frontier, not to interrupt you, uh, Xerax, oh, is, I'd say, still considerably better. You oh, get yeah. Sat, uh, Wayne Nolan, 
Cargo Master and Helmsman on board, you're moving S plus S plus S, and you have sat and a re-roll every turn. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it's definitely a better and, and that's with eight open cargo. Yeah. I'm just not Ooh. sure yet if the Tenacious is the worst voice. I, don't, I think it's... I'm, t- I'm too early in my process to say that, but... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, there's no clear uh, text in the WizKids document, yeah. and then, yeah, it said mail-in, um, but it didn't say, like, how you would get the mail-in. So that's why yeah. it's there, but there's not yeah. more, there's not additional information in the WizKids yeah. docs. So. so I'm looking at this again. This is probably actually not as bad as I first thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, I still think it could be cheaper because the ability, but I'm now thinking about, you know, combining this with, you know, the American Native Canoes. Because yeah, exactly. those can move pretty darn quick on their own. Yeah. Combine the, the hoist ability with the ability of the canoes, and you've got gold flying all over the place. Yeah, and the Tenacious and then, would get uh, the bonus from those canoes. It would be easy to have a canoe with an yeah. Tenacious. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, you know, looking at a Cazador's suggestion here on the stream, Yep. Uh, with Ocean's Edge, Maze, at Helmsman, Oarsman, and Nolan, that's, you know, that's quite a lot of points for 33, mm-hmm. but that's pretty dang quick. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Uh, you still need to like find a way to get a uh, ship and escort. I'm gonna duck out early. Thanks for okay. the episode, guys. Oh yeah, right. thank you so much. Uh, yeah. See you, dude. See you around this yep. oh, Yeah. Yeah, this one I see as like a supreme powerhouse in like huge games. Like the bigger yeah. the better. Because then you have a ton of oh, yeah. ships and then you have tons of points to spend. So yeah. I would yeah, be like if you manage to get this for like, you know, the Americans in command of the oceans. Yeah. I mean, with how they were so squeezed in in the beginning, oh, yeah, like, uh, before yeah. they broke out of the, the reefing section of Carcuda, mm-hmm. like this would have been like you know really really good maybe. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about CG three actually. They had so much uh-huh. space and so many canoes would go into both of those wild islands, and they already yeah. had both hoists working there. So if you had a third hoist in there, that would be even more crazy. So yeah, I would say this is like. <laughs> One of those game pieces where the bigger the game, the better it would perform. But in 40-point games, yeah. the Frontier would beat it every single time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Still, though, I'm looking at this. I uh, The plus S within, you know, X of whatever. Mm-hmm. It, I think that's one of those things where it sounds better on paper than it might actually be. Although it might depend upon, you know, is it a friendly ship or an enemy ship? Yeah. Uh, even so, I think this could probably be cheaper. Yeah, I think yeah, this I is so. priced. Uh, yeah, really, just mm, just a little bit. Yeah, frontier. You know, not is... quite, you know, down in frontier territory or like no. you know Buscador territory. No, but not into the twenties. Yeah, maybe nineteen or eighteen points. Nah, I don't maybe. know. I would do. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would only do more just because I think well, all points are underpriced anyway. So I think it's kind of okay, but especially because in big games, it'd be so good. But, oh, but yeah, Frontier is, Frontier is far better overall. But this one does have, you know, it's got a secret hold too. So it's got a bunch of abilities. Yeah. Pretty solid. So I love the name. It kind of reminds me of the Brazos del Dios where the name is awesome, but I think they could have done a little more. Oh, yeah. like Brazos del Dios, Tenacious, they both sound amazing. So yeah. Tenacious sounds like an English ship too. It may have been historically, but I'm not sure. But, Possibly. Yeah. And if we had flavor text, maybe we could have found out why. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's funny. There's some stuff missing, but anyway. Yeah. Wow. Good point. Casador uh, has made. Uh, it's a good thing the pirates did not get a cargo yeah. master, and it's the wee bit sad that the cursed didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And again, the cursed—they uh, got the master scribe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Definitely. 
All right. Um, are these some nifty, yeah. nifty ships in here? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm scrolling back up to look at the stuff from the adventure book because I'd never heard of that stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm going to look at that on like, you know, my own time, not for the podcast here. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> um, so before I forget, uh, the question today I wanted to ask is kind of two of them. Um, which of these game pieces would you most want to use and which ones excite you the most? So for me, the ones I'd be most excited to use are kind of the wacky ones like White Whale, Chest of the Jikininki, um, maybe some of the forts. I would say definitely the Triton's Fury is pretty wacky. Yeah, after our extensive uh, um, <laughs> uh, exploration of the combos with explosives and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. The Devil's Throat, I I still find really fascinating. Um, there's a ton of them that I would be excited about using. So, anyway, and yeah, I would like, you know want to use all of them, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, all me of too. these are exciting. Yeah, you know, like I starting agree. with the cord waner and just like you know going down. Yeah, exactly. Like, except maybe the mutiny. I don't know if I'd use that. Yeah, that one's a little iffy. <laughs> I don't know it's, if I'd use the mutiny. Yeah, it's very high risk. But like all of these forts look really cool because I agree. Uh, forts played like you know a larger role I think in you know um, Age of Sail than I think was realized. Yeah, so yeah, it could it be cool good. to see them more. Yeah, I agree. I know. I wish. I really wish they had kept that in Revolution. Then there'd be ten forts in Revolution instead of five, which would be awesome. Yeah, but. It would have yeah. made, like, some of those crew that's, like, plus one against, you know, ships, forts, crew, yeah. or, like, ships, crew, and forts made, made, would have made them much more uh, yeah. relevant, along with, like, you know, fort-related abilities in general. Yeah, Woods but, Rogers you know, and, yeah. Yeah, probably. HMS Oxford, plus one against Kenerals, against forts, yeah. and Essabit. Yep, yeah, that would have been great. Oh, boy. And this is, for anybody listening, this is, this is definitely the highlights, um, but there are other changes that we'll see. I was thinking about maybe doing that for the next episode, still to be determined, but, and I'm going to release the master spreadsheet soon, so you can look for that once the podcast is out anyway. Um, but yeah, I know we could just, we could easily rip for another three hours if we wanted to. It's so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, the Puerto Blanco is just insane. That was, it, uh, <laughs> look, I've got a second home island. Yay! That, I think that might maybe get my vote for the most outrageous or like exciting or crazy piece, probably. Yeah, and then, like, you know, if that had been in there from the beginning, then hands down, that would have been, like, the most broken piece ever, and possibly, like, you know, the first thing ever banned. I think so. maybe it's a good thing it didn't get put into the game. Because if that had been in the game from the beginning, then anyone who says Spain got shafted would never have spoken up, because we've got the second home island. Deal with it. Yeah, for 11 gold, I don't know if it'd be the most OP, but it'd definitely be really strange to have. I think you'd need serious pirate code action to to rein it in, sort of. So um, maybe. Yeah, but There's like no- you know how they didn't like establish the action limit until Savage Shores. Oh, so those yeah. people who played like you know by the letter, meaning like, uh, or those people who like you know allowed uh, those action limit things to go on, because it said like it didn't specifically say you can't. Mm-hmm. This might have been like something that those people would have just had a field day with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people look for the things to abuse and then they go crazy with it. So <laughs> I do like that too like, a little bit, but yeah. not always. Yeah, kind of like Captain Jack Sparrow to a high yeah. degree in the competitive stuff. Oh man, I know. Looking at some, this in a competitive uh, setting would have been. Yeah, especially yeah. if you consider that you know the fist of the Jikininki. Oh like, you God. know, you, like, on your on your first turn, you find that, and then you, like, know, 
you use you Captain Jack Sparrow it back to your home island. So before it's unloaded, roll that dice or roll that die, and then uh, if you're favored by luck, you get that four or five. You get you know to draw in essentially an entire island's worth of gold yep. straight to your home island. Uh, and if you're playing okay. with that, you know, like you know first uh, fifteen gold, you instantly win in one turn. Yeah, I think that would definitely rival Altar of the Loa for like most broken UT as is. So. Yeah. That'd be crazy. And it's weird because Chest of the Jikiniki, those are the cannibals, aren't they? Um, yeah, from the flavor. And the Jikiniki doesn't have cargo space. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So maybe this is where the cargo space on the Jikiniki went, into the chest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you don't have to... Like yeah, and I guess theoretically, um, you'd have to house rule this because it'd be too OP, but you wouldn't necessarily have to load the treasure to start the ability. So you could find the treasure with the Jikiniki... You wouldn't have any crew because there's no cargo, and then just roll immediately and take coins. So it actually combos well with the ship. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Wow, <laughs> man! Oh man! I know there's so much more we could say, but I'm sure we'll talk about it more yeah. in the podcast episodes. <laughs> It'll be fun to release this to the community in the forum. Thank you all for watching. Got some more viewers than than usual for this episode, so that was great. Uh, it's master spreadsheet coming soon with this as the final sheet uh, in it. And uh, beyond that, though, we look forward to <laughs> more episodes and more excitement around pirates. So, really exciting episode number 31. Uh, thanks for watching. Bye-bye.